Tonight's holiday edition of Banana Laser is brought to you in part by the controversial supernatural thriller Alien Seed, starring Eric Estrada as Dr. Stone. They invaded our planet. They violated our women. Can the alien invasion be stopped? Something strange is happening inside of me. Mary Jordan finds herself unexplainably impregnated after a mysterious 11-hour disappearance. The aliens want the child to rule the world, but Dr. Stone wants it dead at any cost. Lisa vows revenge, but becomes the new target for the alien conception. You're missing a day you can't even account for. She'll see me. The future of the world lies with an unborn child. The alien seed. I'm a Christmas banana. I'm a Christmas banana. I'm a Christmas banana. I'm a Christmas banana. Look at me, Christmas banana. Looks like somebody stepped under the mistletoe. <laughs> That's one way to get a bang out of Christmas. Happy Holidays, everyone, and welcome to the Banana Laser Holiday Special. It's hosted by three assholes, high off their ass with holiday cheer, but always have room for more hoes. My name is Matt Wazell, if you're nasty, and with me, as always, is the guy who constantly gets bested by Kevin McAllister, Dave Z. What the fuck is up, Dave Z? Hey, yo, ho, ho, bitches. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. And who are you? What's your name? Uh, my name is Matt. Was all for nasty? Oh shit! Remember me? Um, yeah, vaguely. Yeah, it's been so fucking long. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's starting to come back to me now. Okay. Well, here you go. Check this out. Pulling up the rear, he's still here. The man, the myth, the boner, Alex Edwards. Hi, everybody. And he's still doing that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I know I had two months to think about a new one. I but gave I, you one. Wasn't was it, it good enough? What? Is it season three yet? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, because I want to get out of this show. I said I signed up for one season. Yeah. And I can get out without any, uh, you know, animosity from you two. Yeah. So, but that's, I have to wait yes. for season three. Now, when does season three start? Uh, it's about two episodes from now, so don't worry. <laughs> oh, so eight um, months from now? Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's December. It's our holiday special. We got a lot of stuff lined up. For this episode, we're going to talk about some holiday slashers. Uh, we got a feature presentation of a new film called Pieces of Talent. Uh, we're going to take some questions from the lasers and stuff. But first, I want to I want to get in the spirit of things. I stumbled across something this month that I am really shocked that Dave Z kept this from us for so long. But it's something that I got to play for you guys. Hmm. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I found this in the store, and Dave, I could not believe that you had made a Christmas album. I'm and kinda, didn't tell us. I'm, I'm kind of modest, you know. You motherfucker! I would have been blasting this all month long, but I just found it. So here, let me <laughs> let me play a little bit for you guys. Here, hang on, oh, real quick. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, hang on. I can't believe you, man, because this shit is this is good. Just wait here, hang on. I've known him for ten years. He never said anything about it. Hey, <laughs> hey. Santa works all day in his workshop, making a lot of games and toys. I mean that voice, Dave. I had no idea you could sing like this. This is crazy. Why didn't you tell us this? Then one day he hops in his sleigh to bring them to the girls and boys. Santa's just as nice as he could be. Voice of an angel, Dave Z. I mean, you know, once you cut through all the cigarette smoke and the whiskey breath, this is some beautiful shit. Thanks, man. There's just one fucking thing that worries me. If it doesn't snow on Christmas, I don't. I don't really condone the uh, profanity there, but how bad is gonna use that sleigh? In case of rain, would there be a train that'll speed him on his way? If it doesn't snow this Christmas, how's that ass get around to us? Say he breaks down on his way to town, would they let him use a bus? Okay, alright, I see why he didn't tell us that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> You're insulting Santa, you son of a... Where the fuck did you find that? <laughs> Now, when, what you, when did you record Well, you this? can find it on Dave Z's website, DaveZendano.com. What year was this, 94? 1998 you made this motherfucker, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it sounds, yeah it sounds about right, circa 80, 98, yeah. So how old mm-hmm. were you then, 40? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, For, pretty simple guy, you know. You sounded like a simple guy singing that. I mean, that, <clears throat> that's pretty good. I cannot believe you held that from us for this, <laughs> all this time. Wow. Well, all that know. we've been through. I'm a pretty simple guy, you know. I, I don't brag. What was yeah. your big hit on that CD? What was my big hit? Yeah, what um, was the one that stand that stood out the most to people? Uh it wasn't a Christmas song actually. It was just a regular one. <laughs> what was it about? Like uh, pimping hoes and. It was about smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was 1998. That's pretty much what I was doing. So. Holy shit! Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's. Uh, get into this. We're going to take a break and play another Christmas jam. We'll be right back. <laughs> Santa Claus went broke just the other day. Then his friendly bank repossessed his sleigh. His costs have all gone up. His profits all way down. This Christmas poor old Santa Claus ain't coming to your town. Juggle bills, juggle bills, can't get through the stack. It ain't no joke, the fat guy's broke, there's not much in his sack. Jack, Santa Claus, Santa Claus is sporting quite a frown. It makes him sick to think St. Nick ain't coming to your town. Santa has a list, a shorter one, I fear. Your name's not on it now, but maybe on next year. The following is a holiday public service announcement from the ruler of hell. 
Hi folks, this is Satan just wishing you all a safe and happy holiday season. It's great to laugh and have fun with your friends this time of year. Heck, down here in hell, things are up for grabs. But if you've had too much to drink, then stay off the road, asshole! You get behind that wheel, I'll rip your spine out. You'll burn for eternity! Stay alive! Don't drink and drive! Six, six, six! I'm the beast! Alright guys, we're back with the Banana Laser Holiday Special, and we're looking at you, lasers. David Zendano put on the Facebook group page the other day, Ask Us Anything. It's an A-U-A, if that makes sense. And uh, we got a couple responses. Dave Z, um, what kind of questions did we get? If it's a what is purple question, we're not going to answer We're not. It. Yes, no, we're not. please. Thank you. Now, this one is questionable, but I have to. It, it's promotion, so I'm, I'm definitely going to oh. mention it. Yeah, Cosmic Creepers wants to know, why are you guys such unlistenable assholes? <laughs> well, you've listened to the past, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes, so that answers that. There you go. <laughs> oh, good. And and come on, self-promote unlistenable assholes is um, yeah. coming your way. Yeah. So, you know, Banana Laser and Skeleton Crew are pretty much interchangeable shows. We developed a show, which means we came up with a name and made a Facebook <laughs> of a show. <laughs> you know, with Skeleton Crew winding down, 100 was supposed to be the end and then we said well we'll continue on once a month and banana laser is sort of like once a month and then you got two bites and then maybe something else so we decided that it would be cool to do a show where we just talk about other things besides horror like a general show like uh like a howard stern show where you know he doesn't talk about anything particular he just talks about stuff so we are going to do that same kind of thing, you know, to kind of like uh, not feel that we have any kind of barrier around us. So we came up with the show. Dave, how do we come up with the name Unlistenable Assholes? Didn't we think some other show was that name? We did. We sure as fuck did. What show? That <laughs> ah, doesn't matter. <laughs> Those truly are Unlistenable Assholes on that show. Hey, can so- we do this from a bar too? <laughs> Yes, we can. Just pull in random people and (laughs) have uncompelling conversations. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that that whole fly in the wall idea is not the best idea. You definitely want to have structure. And unlistenable assholes, as unlistenable as we will be, we will have structure. We'll have things we're going to get to and interesting topics, unlike our namesake. Whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, whatever that was. I I can't remember. It's it's something un. I think it's like. Unmemorable fucktards. (laughs) Like wacky, insane, crazy guys. Wait till you hear this crazy fun. I think it's something like that. But uh, (laughs) something about fucking inaccuracies or some fucked up thing. Like maniacs behind the mic, I think it was called. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, this is going to be a crazy party. Listen to this. I think it was called. I don't know. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to do unlistenable assholes. So it's going to be pretty much, there's no real. thing with the hosts it's going to be so interchangeable that there will be no skeleton crew drama involved because if someone's not on the show the next week you won't even think anything about it because anybody can come on at any time for any mm-hmm. reason and just chill and that's what that show is going to be so stay tuned for unlistenable assholes i like especially on that show how you are just able to interrupt anyone with any kind of thought and just run with that and basically, it's a game. Yeah, exactly. To try and get as far as you can without yeah, someone else running into you with another train of thought right, exactly. and then taking right. it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 
It's more like a game show, really. I love you, Wazelle. What other super listener has submitted a question for us cool guys? So the next question, I have to ask you two both if you've seen the Babadook or not. I, I have seen it. Okay, uh, that's good enough, Alex. No, of course matter? I didn't. It's okay, at least two of us have. Okay, this is a little bit, this is funny. Um, Tony T wants to know, what's with everyone's willingness to jump on the bandwagon and over-hype and over-praise a film like The Babadook? Why is everyone giving it praise for being so deep when a lot of horror films that come out are actually more intelligent and thought-provoking than they get credit for? And why does everyone give a pass for a serious film like that while they rip apart and purposely try to find flaws in horror films whose goal is just to entertain and have fun and be enjoyable films to watch. When did becoming a horror fan turn into an Oscar-worthiness evaluator? Why can't we just find some simple horror films worthy of our time and not praise anyone or any anymore instead of being so negative 99% of the time, that 1% only being reserved for the Babadook, apparently. He's Baba, right. I say Baba don't. That movie sucked. <laughs> no, I actually enjoyed the movie. I just couldn't resist. Uh, as did I. I. I did too. So um, apparently Tony T thinks the Baba Duke's overrated, and that's okay. He just thinks well, that some other movies should be getting praise. Yeah, okay, let's gloss over his personal opinion of Baba Duke because we don't want to, like, cloud that. But what do you think about his overall message, though? I mean, there's truth to it. But it's also the age we live in of the internet where everyone thinks they have a voice and a platform to, and and we do this, you know, review stuff, which is fine. But then it makes people look for the negative in anything. So. Yeah, I'm, you know what I'm thinking with when you have a voice, I think you're far more prone to negativity than if you really don't have a voice and you just watched in your mm-hmm. living room and went back to your bedroom and went to sleep. Like, I don't think the negative... You wouldn't even kind of think of those things if you didn't have a form to express it on. Does is, is that make sense? That's absolutely true. And it, the past, like, month, I've stayed off of Facebook and stuff like that just because I'm just... <laughs> I'm, I want to stay in my own world with some of these movies and not get absolutely every single other person's opinion, which is strange because <laughs> I'm doing this right now, giving my opinion on stuff. But, yeah, it can be overwhelming sometimes with all that. See, what I think about him, and I'm going to bring out the bring up the Babadook, even though we said not to, because this, this is what I'm thinking. I think that Tony T thought the Babadook was an okay movie mm-hmm. and, and just that – and it's kind of like what we've discussed before about, like, Alex with Friday Part 3. When everybody's fucking praising it, and mm. you just everyone's praising, 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 and you're like, what's the big fucking deal? So all of a sudden, a movie that's like a six and a half or a seven to you becomes a three because you're just so fucking tired of right. hearing about how great it is. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think the case is. It's kind of like me with Black Christmas, and we'll get to that in the other segment. But I, I, I have reservations about that because it's – we'll get to that when the time comes, but – it's just one of those things. Everybody's praising it, and you just think it's okay, and you're just like, what the fuck? What, what am I missing here? Why? Right. So, you know, but that's what happens in the age we're in, because we're on the internet, we're on Facebook, we have a whole bunch of friends that we're all communicating with, and, you know, apparently everyone seemed to like this movie, but that's just the situation. I think it, it's it's kind of like that with Tony T, but it does make sense. It, it, it can get to you, and it, it is unfortunate when some other movies are swept under the rug, well, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, I see his point of view with the Friday 3 thing. 
but I did come around. It took a couple of years, but you know, I don't think it matters if he comes around on Baba Duke. I mean, what the fuck cares about it? who's going to really be talking about? It? I don't think it's going to be at the level of Friday Three. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's not a franchise movie, so no. But who knows? I mean, ten, twenty years from now, people may be talking about it still. You think? But, Is it that good? I gotta see it then. It's making a lot of top ten lists. I'll t- I would say. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think anyway. Yeah, it's good. It's worth a watch, I would say. And yep. it's definitely franchisable. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. I would Maybe. Say. Maybe with the, that, the Babadook and different people. That's what Baba I mean. Duke three mm-hmm. D. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, bitch. Nice. The Babadoo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's get on to this next one. Um, Alex, you'll like this. Cody wants to know when are you guys gonna do a Holliston a Holliston themed episode? We really need to rally the troops and get season three off the ground. Plus, I'd love to see the skits you guys could come up with. It could be epic. Epic. Thanks. Thanks for um, believing in us <laughs> and Holliston. Yes, yeah. both of us. Right. Match the showrunner. I mean, it's really up to him. What it we? Is? Uh, well. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. I forgot. Dave's. Nothing is better than when Dave is in charge. We right. all remember, why are you, pig? You know, all that stuff. Most people <laughs> respect Dave's voice out of all three of us, so I think... Guess what Dave said. I don't really. think it's my voice they respect. I think it's my opinions. Well, Dave. that's what I mean. Not okay. literally your voice. <laughs> I was going to say, Christmas song get off the fucking Pesci shit. Right. <laughs> Have a merry freaking Christmas. How's he going to get his fat ass here? <laughs> So That's, what was the question? Oh. About Hollison. Well, I do like the fact that I, as I think you guys are, am a fan of the show and would like to see it continue. I've never once watched it. Hmm. Not one time have I watched it. I know I really should get around to it. I just uh, just haven't. I don't know. I think it's kind of like the Babadook syndrome, where everyone was talking about it so much at once, I was just like, eh, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about it, and I didn't want to seek it out. Oh, I, I'm not going to say that I'm not going to watch it, because I will. I mean, obviously, I trust you guys, and you guys like it, so. It, it Honestly, it took me, and I think Alex can attest to it, but it took me, like, watching four or five episodes before I was like, okay, I get this. Right. It's clicking now what it is. I watched the first episode maybe two or three times before I, you know, and then before I moved on to another episode because I'm like, I'm just not, yes, it's kind of funny and stuff, but I just wasn't, you know, I wasn't into it yet, you know, and and suddenly it clicked with me and I got it. I got the humor. It's good. It's a fun show. It's got a lot of inside humor uh, for horror fans, definitely. Yeah, we all, Mm -hmm. we get all of it. And it's it's funny you say that, Matt. We just talked about that aspect of TV shows with Dave and I and Jamie on the video commentary we did with uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Because that show, it's not like standalone episode worthy to me. Like, I have to watch five in a row to zone into it. I cannot just pick out one episode and enjoy it. It's just not that kind of a show. So, there are shows that you really have to hone into mentally to truly kind of grasp the greatness of it. It's not going to hit you one or two episodes. That's definitely stands with Holliston. Yeah, it's good. I, I want to see it continue. I hope it does. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Cody was getting at. I think because he wants, he says something about rallying the troops uh, so we can get a season three. Now, wait, what know. does that mean, though? What's the problem? Are, are we not able to get this? Because, yeah, it was on FearNet. Okay, and so that is gone. that is no longer. Now. So right. they don't. Yes, they don't have a a distributor to put the show. They they own the show. Uh, they could sell it or you know have anybody put it out, but it's just finding the company 
that is going to do it on their terms. So what are we so, supposed to do to help? Uh, I think we give Rob Zombie money, and <laughs> somehow it gets back to them. I don't know. I'm just yeah. not understanding what we're. I mean, in I'm negligent. Yeah, but what does that do though? Like, I don't know. Uh, get Cody on the line. Maybe. Uh, let's go to the phones, Cody. You're on the air, buddy. Uh, hey guys, what's up? It's Cody Robinson here. Uh, what color is purple? Uh, hmm. Well, it's a little bit of blue and red. Great. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. <laughs> See you, buddy. Right. Thanks, Cody. That was great. Thanks. Awesome. We gotta take more calls. See you, Cody. <clears throat> I think right. honestly, Cody was just um, you know wants to, doesn't care what we talk about. You know, as far as as long as it's Halston talk hoping that the show may find more fans so that people can, you know, go out and do whatever people are thinking needs to be done. I don't know. And bottom line, he probably just wants to hear us do the skits. Yeah. Probably Skit man. Yeah. It's, it, <laughs> yeah. I think Jason Lloyd said one of our skits was as good as Holliston. That's true. really? Yeah, I think uh, when Alex fucked Ben. Yeah. That was pretty good. It was. Oh, he liked that. Yeah. Yeah, he loved it. He said it was like Holliston. So that's – maybe we should fucking fuck Holliston. Maybe Banana Laser should be on, on a channel. Acting. Oh, I'm, I'm dying for Banana Laser Season 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, Season 3 is going to be video. Actually. We're, we're throwing down the mics, and the three of us are going to be on, like, Three's Company. You know? <laughs> you get a Mr. Furley character. Mahoney can be, like, Mr. Furley. You know? uh, Mr. Roper. We need some chicks on this show. Jesus. Chicks? Yeah, swing get, those two blondes. get those two blondes who play the same girl. Right or does what? Suzanne Summers and the other blonde, right? <laughs> oh yeah, the, she does horror now too. She was in Devil's Rejects. Yeah, yeah. The one they played the um, nurse, whatever mm-hmm. the fucking name is. Well, that's a start. Let's give her a call. All right, nurse, you're on the phone with the Analyzer. <laughs> Will you be on our video podcast show? Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> what other questions we got, buddy? Some asshole said, "Why do you guys suck?" Yeah, that is a valid question because I've been listening to the past 30 minutes of this show and it's bad it's unlistenable mm-hmm. and well we'll try it we'll do our best to change okay um <laughs> now mike stewart says do you guys get pleasure in making us wait so long for a new episode and i say matt does i don't know about that <laughs> i don't think i do i don't get pleasure out of any of that it's just um and, and i hate it when podcast hosts talk about this man my schedule and life and Oh, it's uh, so annoying. So I got a two pool. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. <laughs> uh, you no. know, time off. I was sick, but I'm fine now. Oh, we did take that. a month off. We did intentionally take that one month off. Right. Okay, so what happened in December? I guess they're one and up. Scheduling conflicts. There you go. And holidays. We're shopping. We're doing this and that. We should have taken December off, but everyone was so right. burnt out after October that mm-hmm. we couldn't wait to get to November. So <laughs> right. next year we'll take December off for the holidays. I think we should take October off and then just max out November because it's a wasteland for podcasts, apparently. Oh, yeah. Everybody is spent, so. Good plan. Okay. Go. Do we have any more questions, Dave? Uh, let's see. Um, hmm. Oh, here's one, and this is not easy to answer, but what are your guilty pleasure horror movies? See, I have, prob- I have, a tr- I have trouble with that phrase because everything yeah, I, I like... Really. I never feel guilty. Good. You know, like, I think like Night of the Demons and like Slaughter High are two movies that I rate higher than, you know, a yeah. lot of people. But I wouldn't call them guilty pleasures. Anything from the 80s that's, a you know, a slasher. I, maybe that's my answer. 80s slashers. Some of them are fucking kind of shitty, but hey. But you still like them. them. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
Uh, mine would be Alien Seed. Um, it's <coughs> it's a pretty bad movie, guys. I don't know if you've seen it, but it stars uh, that guy from Chips. Uh, what's his <laughs> name? I forget. Uh, Eric Estrada. Yeah, there you go. Eric Estrada. Mm-hmm. Bad movie, but I love it. Hmm. I, that, that's a hard question to answer. I mean, Guilty Pleasures, as far as I'm concerned, this whole genre is like 90% Guilty Pleasures. <laughs> and then you got some gems that rise out of it, like uh, the Maniac remake and stuff like that. So it's it's tough. See, I hmm. disagree. I think this whole genre is great. I think watching fucking action movies are guilty pleasures, but apparently I think different than 90% of the, the community. I think action, the way everyone else views horror, the genre, is the way I view action. I think action is like a step above porn as far as fucking junk food for the brain. I think horror, it, it's intellectual in a different way, and there's many different subgenres, but that's me. And fuck hmm. them fucking superhero movies, too. Guilty pleasure. I don't know. That's like asking me, uh, am I self-aware that I'm watching a bad movie? And enjoying when, it. Right, yeah. and I obviously like it. That's why I'm watching it. So, <clears throat> so I, am I watching something that I know everyone hates is the, really the question here. Um, I don't know. I guess I, I, so, I feel so sorry for Tristan right now, but I guess Friday <laughs> the 13th Part 8 is probably my guilty pleasure. Like if if anything, I don't, I really don't know that I'm watching a bad movie other than that. And Nightmare uh, Two for you? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because most people hate that. Yeah. Oh, 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 I got one. Lost Boys Two. There you go. Good answer. Yeah. Okay, hmm. that's my guilty pleasure. I for some reason I I just like uh, the head vampire. He's a terrible actor, but I like him, and the whole movie is fun to me. So that's mine. All right. Hey, let's you get good ones. All mm-hmm. right, now, do we have more? Everyone started talking about the Babadook. This is the other thing in different opinions. Baba don't. The Baba don't. <laughs> I never get sold. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and one more from Tristan. We got we to gotta fucking do Tristan. Oh. You know? Why do Wait, you hate it, it, Feldman? <laughs> Shut up about Friday 13th. <laughs> if you got the opportunity to ask God one question, what would it be? Oh, man. Deep, huh? Um, why do farts smell? <laughs> hmm. Um, I would ask him, is it okay to, um... Fuck a guy. No, but to oh, fuck shit. any woman I want, even though I'm married. Ah. Why it's really you okay. ask him that? What is that? <laughs> well, I still if get God to heaven. If God says it's okay. Well, well I still care for what he thinks of that. Well, I still get to heaven if I, if, if I, uh, <laughs> fuck a... Commit you know, adultery? Or, 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 you know, or in, engage in fucking anal sex while I still get in heaven. Sodomy. Now, <laughs> you've you've probably also stolen something in your life, you know. Are you going to ask him about that? It's like how many command? You're going to run down all the commandments? Like I coveted my neighbor's wife. I'm coveting my neighbor's objects. <laughs> Uh, I, I would ask God if um, all those meant to be crazy ass coincidences Ooh, yeah. ever meant. To be. Oh, Alex. Yes. That's that's the best question. Yeah, yeah. what it's does like, that mean, you fucking why? asshole? Dude, you wouldn't believe. Oh my god, some of the. Oh, check this out. Oh yeah, check this out. Ready? So me and Tiffany are having some kind of argument, and I said to her, "You uh, something about." You would be Woody Harrelson in Indecent in Proposal. I know it, right? Oh, my. I, I forgot why I said it. And what I meant by that is he would, you know, uh, let the guy bang his wife for a million dollars, but he would never get over it, right? 
So, and then it would end up destroying them anyway. So, check, you will not believe this. I have never talked about that movie for years or whatever, right? Jonathan Orr sends mm-hmm. me a message two to three hours later saying, have you ever seen Indecent Proposal? <laughs> what? I swear to God. He, huh. he could very, I could fucking send you the screen cap. Like, is that insane or what? Now, what's more insane is why did Jonathan send you that? Was he yeah, going to give true. you an indecent proposal for Tiffany? Well, he said, well, oh, he said, what would you do? <laughs> He's got a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, he goes, hey, man, what if I he just did? came into some money. I don't think he works. He makes videos all day. I think he has no job. He might be rich. He's, He's like, I'm work. rich, bitch. Yep. I came into some motherfucking money. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> so what's uh, Tiffany doing tomorrow? <laughs> I got to tell you, Alex, I didn't know until this very second that Woody Harrelson was in Indecent Proposal. And now, that's, I never saw it. And that's really tripping me out because they have that scene in Kingpin where they play on it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you that's never got they, that? That's awesome. No, because yeah. I never saw Indecent Proposal. I just thought they did it. I knew that it was referencing it, but I didn't know the fact that Woody was in both situations. Yep. <laughs> that was the joke. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's what I would ask God. Like, why is this happening? And is it... And Matt thinks it's a probability, numbers, and things like that. But I don't know, man. To me, that's just insane. I just never heard of something like that. So, Okay. So, God, as if you didn't know, we are not the three wise people that you might have thought we were. No. We mugged three people and took their clothes. Sorry. I'm Bill S. Preston. I'm Ted Theodore Logan. Together we are... Wild Stallions! <laughs> this lovely lady is the Grim Reaper. He brought us here when we challenged him and won. No. Okay. First of all, congratulations on Earth. It's a most excellent planet, and Bill and I enjoy it on a daily basis. Yeah. Not to mention your other great planets. Mars, Jupiter, Uranus. <laughs> Okay. Well, we'll be going now. Yeah, keep up the good work. Uh, Catch catch you later, God. And now a message from our good friend, Scott Montgomery, the man of a thousand group pages. To the listeners out there, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. That was our Montgomery Minute. was the night before Christmas when all through the lounge not a laser was stirring not even producer Pete because he's dead he died in a previous episode the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there the banana men were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of titties danced in their heads and Wazell and his Banana jams and banana cap had just settled down to give his banana a fap. When out on the lawn there rose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see who the fuck woke me up, Jesus. Away to the window I flew like a turd, tore open the shutters and looked for whom I heard. The moon on the breast, <laughs> breast. <sighs> The moon on the breast 
The moon on the tit of the bright yellow snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my eyeballs should appear but a miniature sleigh and some ponies. Uh, yeah, ponies. All right. Oh, it's a tiny reindeer with a little old asshole with a bag full of shit. I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. Or my stepdad, Carl. He's always doing this kind of stupid stunts. He thinks it's going to bring us closer together. God, I fucking hate you, Carl. More rapid than eagles, his reindeer they soared, and he yelled and shouted and called to them like whores. Now Jason, now Leatherface, now Pinhead and Chucky. On Norman, on Michael, on Victor and Freddy. To the top of the windows, to the top of the walls. Now dash away till the sweat drip off your balls. So up to the lounge top, the reindeer they flew, with a sleigh full of toys, an old fat ass too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas Mahoney came with a bound. He was all dressed in fur from his head to his butt, and his clothes were covered with mayo and cold cuts. A bundle of demandments he uses to control. He looked like an asshole, only fatter, with no soul. His eyes, how they glowed. His face, how scary. It was close to feeding time and Mahoney was quite hungry. His droll little mouth was snarling with spit. And the beard of his chin was white, except for all the shit. He had a broad face and a gigantic, huge, ridiculous, outrageously fat, round belly that shook when he belched like a bowl full of jelly. Gross, disgusting jelly. He was chubby and plump, a hungry, bitter fuck, and I laughed when I saw him because he's such a fucking schmuck. He spoke not a word but went straight to his sack, making himself a footlong with extra cheese to be exact. And after his feast, his fat ass looked ill. He looked back to the chimney, a spot for his guts to spill. He climbed back in and let loose his sick. Was he really going to hurl in there? What an asshole. What a prick. But I heard him say as he spewed this night, Happy Christmas to all and to all the good night. The, uh, the, the fuck, fuck was, that? was that? What the fuck? Where did that come from? That come from the chimney? We have a chimney here, Matt? I guess we do for this bit. Oh, okay. Well, it must be... Oh, there. What the fuck? Dude, there's a boot coming down. Someone's breaking into the laser lamp. Oh, fuck that. Let's get this fucking asshole. Fuck this, man. Fuck the fuck, man. I got it. I got his hey, fucking life. Come here, motherfucker. Come here. Uh. 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 Whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, wait, Shit. wait. What the fuck? It's, it's fucking Mahoney. Let's hit him harder. Uh. Uh. Motherfucker. Oh. How'd you get out? Can't get around the fat. Uh. Mahoney, what the fuck? The fuck? He's, he's too fat even for that Santa Claus suit. Guys, 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 stop hitting him. He's dead already. Stop. <coughs> but wait, he... Guys, he brought something here for us. I don't, I don't know what it is, but... Hmm. Look in my sack. Uh, Alex, I think he was talking to you. <laughs> Dude, I can assure you I am not touching his sack. Dave? Fuck. Fine. How bad can it be? What's he gonna have fucking dead bodies in there? Hold on. 
Oh. Hopefully some Jimmy Johns. Oh. I'm starving myself. No, he's got DVDs and Blu-rays. Oh, sweet. We love movies. <laughs> Thanks, Mahoney. Wow. Mahoney. Wow. Guess you're not so bad after all. Mm-hmm. I just hope it's not a copy of Trick or Treats. No, they're all Christmas movies. Oh, cool. Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3. Christmas Ooh. horror movies. Pardon me. Oh. oh, yeah, check this out. Hmm. Elves, 1989. Have you guys heard of this shit? <laughs> uh, I have actually seen that one. Yeah, that's weird. I have too. Yeah. Well, now, now we own it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check this out. The tagline, they don't work for Santa anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> now, here, here's the, the disappointing thing about elves. Like, it's named elves. That's pl- plural, right? <laughs> right. In this movie, there is one elf. The entire movie, he looks nothing like an elf. He just looks like a demon-type creature. He's not dressed up in the green stuff or the hats or the bells or nothing. It's just it's, a thing. And they call him a troll, I think, half, half the movie. <laughs> Uh, there's a troll over there, whatever. Uh, yeah. He looks like a goblin, I would say. Something goblin. like that. <laughs> Are you from Middle Earth? <laughs> <laughs> well, the guy calls him an elf. The, um, you know, the fucking evil, um, the, the grandfather, father. Oh, yeah, okay. Character. That's been the plan all along. Anytime they talk about the actual plan of what they're doing, you know, the, the guys that are in the know, they talk about the elves. Yeah. Yeah, why does it... You said it was called, um... What was the tagline about they? They don't work for Santa anymore. Even the tagline. Yeah. It should be <laughs> he. It should yeah. be he doesn't work for Santa anymore. Right. Where are their elves? How come it wasn't called Elf? Where they uh, knew they knew Will Farrell was going to come around? <laughs> right, exactly. That, that was a children's story. This is not a children's story. What the fuck kind of story is it? I'll tell you what. I went to IMDB after I watched it. One person sums it up with the title of their thing. And I'm going to read it. This is what it says. Hmm. Nazis, virgins, incest, valley girls, Santa crotch stabbings, a rubbery elf creature, and other swell stuff. Swell. <laughs> Basically, this movie is maybe the best so bad it's good movie out there, maybe. And we watched a lot of those lately. Right. I mean, right, guys? Yeah. yeah. So this well, one right. is, I don't know what it is about this one that makes that sets it apart for me. Maybe it's like because it's more 90s kind of feeling. I mean, it came out in 1989, but I don't know, just the hairstyles and right. and everything about it just feels like a 90s TV show kind of thing with like weird violence. And a weird premise. The whole thing. It starts off with a mother punishing her kid. So the way she does it, she's going to empty out her bank account. Right. <laughs> and they keep the money. <laughs> then you got this kid who's like nine years old and he's like, he's spying on his own sister in the shower, which is, it really plays into the incest here. And, and he goes... You got fucking big tits, and he <laughs> and he goes, and I'm gonna tell everybody about it. And then she she's a pissed off that he looked at her tits. So what does she do? This kid's obviously into seeing her naked, his you know her his own uh, sister. So she rolls around in bed with him to teach him a lesson. <laughs> That's just like Psycho Four, you know. As soon as he gets a boner, she's gonna throw him in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what was even more strange, which makes no sense. They don't talk about it later. Uh, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense at the end why everything went down. 
but why would these three valley girls in the beginning of the movie be doing a fucking ritual in the middle of the woods because they hate Christmas? We now convene the sisters of anti-Christmas. Sisters? <laughs> what is this, a script? We bemoan Christmas as a petty, over-commercialized media event. What's bemoan? Means I didn't get any good presents last year. <laughs> well, I can totally relate to that. Besides, it doesn't even look like it's gonna snow. You guys, I thought you were gonna help me figure out how to get Dave. Oh, come on, his is bent anyway. We are, Amy, but why just figure out Dave? We should figure out everything. We're girls, remember? We're the master race. Killer. It was her destiny. Because they needed to start right. the movie somehow. <laughs> I know, but they're normal kids. I mean, if it would have been goth kids or fucking... You know what I mean? They're just normal, bubbly-headed fucking, you know, sex star fucking teenagers. Mm-hmm. Why would, you know, you know, preppy girls, why would they go in the woods, do that, and then the, the one girl, our, our main girl, happens to cut her fucking hand, and when she cuts her hand, you know, whatever, something goes uh, down. Uh, yeah. I love sex-starved teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, then the elf suddenly rises out of the ground. He was there the whole time. None of this shit makes sense. How about the elf comes, attacks this kid while he's laying in bed. He screams. The elf disappears. The parent comes in and the sister comes in. 45 seconds later, they go, eh, everything's fine. Turn the light off. He goes right back to bed. <laughs> like I would be traumatized in a corner. Like oh, there's no, there's no, there's no. He didn't kill me. He didn't kill me. Like this kid was fine. It mm. was unbelievable. Right there, you knew that this you're in for something crazy here. But how about this? The best part of the movie for me. Remember how we thought it was like a real turn on in uh, trick or treats when the dad was hitting on the the chick that was going to babysit the kid. Mm-hmm. Oh right, right. How about when Santa runs his hand up this girl's oh, leg? Yeah. Oh. yeah, what was with that? That yeah, was so like hot. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Santa oh. said oral. <laughs> did he say something like that? Yes, he, he said, said oral. Yeah, oral. But here's the funny part. As she's sitting in his lap, she goes there to bust his balls. I thought it was her boyfriend because she's sitting in his lap and he's running his hand up her leg and she says nothing. She doesn't even care. So yeah, I'm thinking, slut. right? So I'm thinking this is her boyfriend. Then he says, Santa says oral, and she fucking smacks him. I'm like, right. what the fuck am I watching? And, I only and she do is a anal, you fuck. <laughs> and then, how about after that happens? What happens? He gets fired. He goes in the back room of this department store they work at. and starts fucking blowing lines of coke in the back room. Cocaine. <laughs> is he the guy that also that? gets uh, stabbed in the dick by yeah. the elf? Yeah. Because yes. I found it hilarious that this seemingly creature who doesn't talk uh, doesn't really think on its own except it has murderous rampage uses a weapon like a knife it's like you got claws and teeth (laughs) you're a fucking animal he's like what's around here that i could use uh i need a i need a stabbing utensil these claws no no not those Uh, (laughs) he has enough consciousness to think of a weapon like it would have been awesome if he fired a gun at one point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know? he should have you're right well there was gun there was gunfights in this sure and was. dude he shot a gun he shot he shot the uh who the fuck did he shoot uh someone he, in, oh oh the guy who was um in the nazi team trying to make sure this girl sleeps with this creature he shot him Oh, at the end of the movie, he did. The elf did? He yes. shot him with a gun. I missed I that. That's what we were going with. That's a, oh. oh, my God. I must have blinked. 
Oh my god! Yeah, he does. I have to go back and watch this right now. I forgot that too. He does shoot the guy. I don't even know why. He shot. Oh, because um, you know, he's just in the way. Like, even though they're like, oh, they're way into it, he was like, you know, get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bang this chick. Yeah. You know? Okay, wait. Let me get back to this family. How about the little kid and all the f bombs? Yeah. What? What? Who the fuck lets their kid talk that way? He's like an eight-year-old kid, and then he wakes up. He goes, "Oh, the fucking cat!" This and, that, and the mother they, and they don't, don't even care. Yeah, they don't even look at him. Fucking whooping! I don't even lay a hand on my daughter. If she said that, her fucking answer would be red. You know, it's ridiculous. And then, <laughs> about the mother, not only does she empty the bank account, the next day for no reason, she fucking takes the cat, puts it in a fucking pillow sack. Brings it in the toilet like she's going to try to flush Drowns it. The and drowns the fucking cat for no reason. Okay, I'm glad you said for no reason because I right. thought I missed something no. huge here. Maybe yeah. because he scared her son the night before when it was the goblin? Or yeah. Whatever the fuck. yeah, that's yep. exactly still, why. She said it was the cat. It? That's evil. What the fuck is with that woman? Holy fuck. Of course, later on we, we find out why she's so evil. Were these filmmakers, <clears throat> I use that term loosely, <laughs> trying to make a comedy here because you cannot there's no way they were filming this and thought yes serious filmmaking we got a <laughs> puppet uh we got some hot chicks who talk real fucked up and and some weird hairdos this is filmmaking right here seriously it is so bad it's good it's fucking oh it's the it's so bad it's the best right i, I agree <laughs> it's great <laughs> this this makes troll 2 look like right. Big Top Pee Wee or something like. It's, oh yeah, oh, yeah. If, man. if you compare this to Troll Two, fuck Troll Two. I, I feel like this should have gotten more recognition. Absolutely, ago. yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I, I don't see the lure of Troll Two. I've said it before. I said Dracula vs Frankenstein is better. Hacko Lantern's better. This is better. All these movies are much better than than Troll Two. Where I really am laughing. Fucking. I was watching the movie last night. And my wife's doing something, writing Christmas cards, and I keep trying to fucking bump her in the shoulder. I go, look at this. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I'm crying. Can you believe this? She's not paying attention, but <laughs> I just I felt like sharing that moment with somebody because everything that was happening on screen was so ridiculous. The Nazis. The Nazis. Mm-hmm. They believed in us? Oh, yes. They believed in a lot of things. You know, if you could ignore their brutality, you'd have to say they were just a bunch of crackpots. Well, what in the hell were these Nazis going to do with these elves? I don't know. Oh, actually, Professor O'Connor, he is more up-to-date on the Nazis than I am. Yes. Where could I find him now? Let's see, it's Christmas Eve. He should be home. Well, I think that I've seen an elf. Do you think that I'm a crackpot? Are you asking if I believe in elves? No, I don't. But God did. You've been a hell of a lot of help, Doc, in your one piece of work. Merry Christmas. Oh, yes. Merry Christmas. Then you got that other guy, the fucking Big John Stud. Fucking oh, I love Big John Studd. Right? Didn't he look just like Big John Studd? Yeah, he did. I even, I even put that together. I don't oh, know I, how I didn't. But. I couldn't stop thinking about it the whole movie. <laughs> Why didn't he fuck those teenagers when he found them in the store? Right. Black Dumbass. That's, yes. a, that's a misstep right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, he should have blackmailed them. You're right. Mm-hmm. Especially the one. She was horny as fuck. Remember yeah, her? I want to fuck that kid. Man. Mm, she was I, oof, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, she was the, the cream of the crop. The other one was a virgin, and the other one was wasn't even that that good looking. So, but the one, whew, But what a fucking movie! I suggest everybody watch it. I want to know the connection between the elves and the Nazis. There are two schools of thought. What are they? 
One, the Nazis experimented with elves as assassination teams. Small, easily hidden, silent, vicious. They have magical powers. They can't be hurt or killed. They eat anything. They're a perfect soldier. The problem is, there's no such thing. What else is there? Tell me some more. Theory two. The elves were a genetic engineering experiment. I like this one better. It mixes science and the occult. The Nazis did have some clever scientists. This was before today's technology, of course. Each elf was to house the haploid gene structure in its sperm cells to produce the master race. Once again, magical powers can't be hurt or killed. Driven to select the genetically perfect human mate, the proverbial virgin, of course, holy midnight consummation on Christmas Eve. Wait a minute. Tonight, you mean... Elf mates with a virgin on Christmas Eve to produce the master race. And it will eventually rule the world. But once again, the problem is there is no such thing. No elves. Okay. Oh, well, we just we just covered this on um, that other show, Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> Silent Night. Deadly. Yeah. What show is that? Um, <clears throat> the Skeleton Crew. Yes, that was it. They're still around. Oh, the original from the eighties, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I said my piece on that show. It is my favorite um, Christmas horror movie. As far as having a guy in a Santa suit killing people, because there's a handful of those. There is. Uh, it's probably, I would say it's probably the best one. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It is the best one. Um, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's just, it, it flows perfectly. You sit down, you put it in, you watch the fucking thing. It has some of the best scenes. <laughs> it, <laughs> like, especially the un, the unrated version, which is out now. Uh, you know, like the antler kill yeah. is incredible. It, it, it's way better in the original than in, in the remake or the new version of it. Mm. And the grandpa scene, which makes no fucking sense in the remake, inc- it doesn't make sense in the original, but it's fucking yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is awesome. It's so it's much better. Awesome. You see Santa Claus tonight? You better run, boy. You better run for your life. You better run for your life. Oh, my God. It's awesome. It's a great performance by the Mm -hmm. grandpa. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. In the remake, oh, my God, the performance was a nightmare from the grandpa. It's terrible. They changed the asshole's voice, too. They give him, like, a weird, like, in post. They give him a a strange guttural growl to his voice. That makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it's weird. Right, yeah, we we did that. Like Dave said, we did a commentary on it, and we observed at that moment that there were no dull scenes in that movie. I mean, the only thing that teetered on pointless dull was the cop going into some basement and looking around aimlessly, and then coming back up and getting an axe in his chest. Like you could have had him just walk around the building and get an axe in his chest; we would have been just as happy. You know, that didn't have to be there. But other than that, I mean, there's not a dull moment in the movie. But, and I want to know what Matt thinks because we already heard from Dave, what do you think about my gripe where, you know, horror movies are known as like, you know, killing people that we don't care about, we're not invested in, it's just a line them up, knock them down thing, and that is what the whole movie is. He aimlessly just kills people that we don't even know, Mm -hmm. But then the one kill you are invested in and the only one you give a shit about is the revenge on the goddamn nun. Mother and Superior. He, it doesn't right, doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That was a mistake. Definitely. Right. If, if there's one major flaw. Because she's set up right in the beginning to be the, the ultimate payoff. And mm-hmm. that never happens. I guess right. they saved it for the sequel. Correct. You know? 
<laughs> but because they set it right up for the sequel because that's why the little boy says naughty and it's his brother so i think they knew that they were going to make a sequel and that's what it was all about that's the only reason she survived so they can you know it's a cliffhanger if you will for for what's going to happen in the next movie that's why i don't mind it in retrospect you know yeah in retrospect in only retrospect they should have right. just done it in the, in one movie yeah right right yeah, i hear you how about that fucking song in the store hit it dave <laughs> <laughs> that song. I know you know by it. By the side of the, the moon. Yeah, the one side of the door. <laughs> like, dude, it's this awesome. shit is hilarious. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you it's, get a few it, moments of that ridiculous cheese, which adds to it. You know. Yeah. The all the kills are great. You know, this yeah. the guys sledding. Yeah, you don't know who they are, but it's like, Fuck. it's a great scene. You know, the the fucking antler scene, which I call that. Yeah, it's just a lot of great, great moments. Uh, for me, I, it, it's it, it's part of nostalgia too, of course. But I, you know, I remember being a kid, and we didn't have video nasties in the states. But we, but sometimes a video would come out, and on the box it would say banned in so many countries, mm-hmm. and you know, you knew it was a controversial film. Oh. <laughs> Guys, let's get to work. <laughs> It sounds like a beer commercial. <laughs> Budweiser. That's part when he holds up the beer and he shakes his head. He goes, no thanks, I got milk. And they'll be smiling at me. And I won't be no one on the one side of the door. Wow. I mean, that is just... Awesome. Yeah, that's like a intro to a old sitcom. A sitcom, yes. I was just gonna say that. What the... <laughs> yeah, the it's like too many cooks. The Hogan family, right, or something. <laughs> but getting back to that, I was so excited to see this movie when it got on, on the shelf because it said banned in countries. It, it was really controversial. So my friends and I were like, "What the fuck? It's got to be super gory. It's got to be. It's got to. Wow! Can't wait to see it." So the excitement of that, and then seeing the beheading of the kid on the sled, and and you know. Linnea going through the antlers and shit. It, you know, the whole thing blew us away. It was like, wow. That poster might be in like the top 10 of post of horror movie posters. I mean, that just really strikes a nerve with, uh, with uh, the, the young person inside of us. I mean, Santa coming down the chimney with an ax. Like it's like <laughs> one of the most perfect posters I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. It's mm-hmm. iconic. Yeah, it is great. And it was so, it was the first time I had seen a killer Santa. Granted there were movies made before this that were that did have them, but this was the most infamous one. And when I was young, it was the first one we saw. And it was just a foreign idea. We're like, a killer Santa Claus, that's fucking great. You know, it was right in the middle of the eighties and everything was going on and all the holiday horror. So yeah, it's just it's always been special to me. Like I said, a lot of it's probably nostalgia, but it's still just an enjoyable a view now as it was then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about the controversy? This movie came out at the same time as Nightmare on Elm Street Part One. You know, this was like you know they took the commercials away. So I think I think it was like a box office failure. Yeah, it wasn't. It was definitely a box office failure. Sure. Right. Yeah. So it had to it had to make its way through the ranks in your old video stores. So I don't know. You know, we all did uh, VHS when we rented movies. We rented them based on the artwork on the cover. So I don't really know what it was. What I don't think it was that axe, right? Going down the chimney. Was that the VHS box? Mm-hmm. It always yeah. was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, then it probably got rented a ton. Mm-hmm. Sure it did. And then 
you know, they had that sign on there, that, that, that thing that said abandoned countries and, you know, controversial. So it ended up, you know, we discussed it on, on, on the commentary that everybody came out of the woodwork and said all this terrible stuff. And if you got the DVD, it has all the stuff and, and stuff from different newspaper articles and quotes and all these people that protested it and how fucking terrible a thing it was. And that gave it notoriety and that made the horror fans want to see it even more, of course. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It is that is the uh, cover. Wow, awesome. Here, I found another tagline. It might be a little better. Okay. You made it through Halloween. Now try to survive Christmas. No, that's a good one. That's I think okay. that's really good. Yeah. But wait a minute. I got three choices here. There's there's another one that's on that that same VHS. Ready? If you gave wait, if Nightmare on Elm Street gave you sleepless nights, and if Halloween made you jump at every shadow, this is real small, that's why I'm reading it slow. And if every Friday the thirteenth was more frightening than the others, then beware. That's it? That's written on the Beware of what? I don't know. (laughs) Beware of Silent Night Deadly. Beware of the boner you're gonna have from watching this fucking awesome movie. First there was Jason, then there was Freddy. Now there's Billy. Wait, yeah. is his name Billy in this? I forget. Billy, suck my pretty big cunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about this? Okay, now I'm interested in Matt's opinion. We just heard Dave. Do you? What do you think of Silent Night, Deadly Night versus Black Christmas? I'm a Black Christmas guy, just because the. <laughs> Uh, the the whole guy in the suit thing is a little too cheesy, I guess, you know, and I I just feel like Black Christmas is more sophisticated. So even though, you know, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night has got the better kills and all this stuff. It's just. That's true. It does. I I think Black Christmas is a better made movie and is more engaging. Uh, You're actually. Uh, you know, in suspense for the sorority chicks and stuff like that at times. Whereas this movie is just kind of a hack and slash kind of thing, which is awesome. You know, we love that shit. Right. So, yeah. And that makes sense. No, I'll meet you on that. It is, mm-hmm. Obviously, Black Christmas is a better made movie. Does that mean it's more enjoyable? Well, yes and no. There's good and there's bad from where I sit. I don't know if you want to get into this now, but, I, you know, I have lots of opinions of Black Christmas. So... Yeah, well, I, I watched both recently, and I'll give I'll meet Dave on this. I feel like I sort of had a a better time doing that commentary than I did watching Black Christmas this time around. But um, there does seem to be a quality about Black Christmas that is just it, it's crafted better. It's just you know it might not be a better watch or a better movie or whatever you want to call it. But it's definitely crafted better by better people. And the tone is better. And the actors are better. And the uh, the atmosphere is better. Yeah, you know, one is more fun and one is more serious. So the feeling that you're going to take away from it is, is just that. You know, you're going to feel like you have more fun with Silent Night, Deadly Night. Right. Whereas you're more invested and into the characters and their feelings in Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you take that feeling. You know, you don't walk out of fucking Requiem of a Dream and be like, that was fun! You know, so. <laughs> but it's like comparing Friday the 13th Part 2 to Psycho. Now, d- different right. movies. Do I like Friday the 13th Part 2 more than Psycho? 
Yes, of course I do. We had our top ten on the show. You heard. Um, Scott Psycho is, is still a great movie, and it's obviously better made, has better actors, etc. Difference is, in Psycho, I don't have any problem with the plot or any problem with the execution or anything. There's no complaint. Where in Black Christmas, I do have some complaints. Okay. So, you know? Well, let me start with the good. Here's the good. Love the fucking phone calls. Have to. Have to love those phone calls. Suck my juicy cock! Yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> pretty pink cunt. And the pig noise is... And all that shit. <laughs> it's great. That stuff is great. The P.O. I mean, it's scary, genuinely, to receive phone calls like that. It's funny also, you know, but it, it, it is scary to see that happening. Um, the POV shit is great. It's not used a ton, but it's it's a lot of it's used in the beginning and a little later on when he's flipping out in the attic and, mm. and whatnot. But it seems like the, they kind of abandoned the POV. Yeah, he did a better in Death Dream. <laughs> that, that Bob Clark classic. <laughs> Holy shit. Why did we have to watch that? I, I want to know real quick. Why did we watch that? Of, Believe it or not, a lot of people like Death Dream. <laughs> it's true they really do it's a, a lot of people like it for the you dog <laughs> i heard about that before i heard about black christmas Eve. no no not before but in the same realm where i was still younger and didn't know about some of the more obscure movies once again black christmas let me take you back to that i don't remember now i know it did happen i remember it, it when i was a kid i rented black christmas the same way i rented anything else in the 80s watched it don't remember. Don't remember anything about it. Didn't remember, I should say. You know, in, in the advent of the internet, I'm meeting these horror fans uh, on the message boards, and everybody's raving. Oh, my God. Black Christmas. People are pimping this Black Christmas movie up to me like it's fucking John Carpenter's Halloween. And I was one what? of them, and I actually made the comparison. You did later on, right. But everybody was pimping it and saying, Black Christmas, oh, my God. So, anyway, now I get all jazzed up to see this Black Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And then I watch it. And I'm like, okay, uh, it was good. Um, Baba, don't. I don't see the fucking five-star thing. I don't see the fascination. I don't see all of that. There's a lot of downtime. Some of it's actually kind of slow-moving and boring at parts. But, you know, that's that was my first view of it since the 80s. You know, and I'm like, yeah, it, it was good. I'm not complaining. It's not bad. But I, you don't put it in the same realm as fucking Halloween. That's ridiculous. So Why? Why not? Why? It doesn't give me that feeling. Halloween is fucking timeless, and I watch it, and it, it's amazing. I, I, I'm completely into it beginning yeah, to end. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. You can't compare. I mean, but, let's face it. That music puts it so over the top. Michael, so over the top. You know? Yeah. Right. You're right. I mean, you just can't compare Margot Kidder to Jamie Lee Curtis. You can't compare, like, there's no Donald Pleasance. What, the old guy with the skullet? Is he going to be the fucking yeah. Donald Pleasance of the movie? And Or the cops? You can't compare them to Donald no. Pleasance or the cops. You can't even compare him to Brackett. And, no. and you're talking about the guy know. from Nightmare on Elm Street. He's one of the best parts of it. <laughs> right. And still, no. still, I'm more into no. A.C. Brackett. Well, yeah, of course. But see, Black Christmas, and I've heard you say different before, Alex, but I'm going to disagree. It doesn't seem all that Christmassy to me. There, There is music in the beginning. Um, you hear a couple Christmas songs, but for most of the movie... Um, aside from the carolers coming to the house, it just seems like a regular horror movie. It doesn't, it, they don't it's really, not, yeah. that's yeah, what I'm saying. exactly right. The only reason we think of it in that realm is, is the title. 
Yeah. That's it, really. It's well, not overly Christmas feeling the way yeah. Halloween is, is feels like Halloween, you know? Well, that's cool. Eh, yeah, I guess. But the thing is, uh, I like I said, on the second watch, uh, when I said how I sort of think that, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night sort of a little better in, in some way, on, on this watch this year, I didn't exactly feel like blown away like I did last time. We did this in 2012, you know, this first time Jamie came on the show. And when I watched it then, something just struck me and I was blown away. I thought it was like amazing. And uh, this time around, you're right, I didn't feel Christmas very much. And it didn't it didn't hit me the same way. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe you just got to be in a certain state of mind to feel certain ways about certain things. But Halloween always makes you feel that way. Yeah. This, if it doesn't, then yeah, I guess you can't compare it to Halloween. So I, I have to retract my statement. This is not as good as Halloween. Well, that that's good. I, I just don't buy into the hype. You know, I just don't. And I wish I could. Now, I like the characters. Bob Clark, they have good characters. He has good characters. I like the Margot Kidder character. Yeah, Margot Kidder character. I like all no, it's the It's actually characters. Margot. Margot. Margot, yes. Margot. Yes. So sexy. <laughs> I do like the characters. I, I really do. They're fine. And, and there's a little bit of comic relief with the, the Mrs. Garrett, the drunk Mrs. Garrett from Facts of Life, whatever the fuck her name is mm. in this movie. You know, um, and I'm fine with that. The hiding of the alcohol and the situation with the father. There is a little bit of comic relief. Not overly done. Just right. The, the abortion character. stuff. Now, this is where things... And the fellatio. That's good stuff, right? <laughs> But the bottom line is this. Ultimately, the thing that people love the most about it is what I think is a fucking very cheap cheat. Don't like it at all. It is 100% obvious. And this time I looked at every fucking thing I could look at that the fucking boyfriend is the killer. 100%. And then at the end, just to be fucking cool, after it's all said and done, they say, oh, the killer's still in the egg. First of all, yeah, it's true. I don't think it was like I, I didn't get the idea that the boyfriend was the killer until the tacked on we're gonna throw you a curveball for the sake of doing it. Like why would he even think anyone's in a grimy, dingy basement? There's no right. reason on the planet anybody would be in there. The fact that he's so committed to the idea that right. after he called her name, he said, you know what, I'm going to break this fucking window because I think she's in here and not answering me. So I'm going to break this window and just go down there and I really think my girlfriend will be in this basement because she did not answer the front door, I suppose. I, I don't know if that's what they're trying to play. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. Then he walks up to her. She's terrified and I guess somehow kills him or whatever. I don't know. And yet – so Billy just – what we find out is that Billy was trying to get into that basement door. She locked it and he couldn't get in. He gave up and just went back in the attic. That is insane to me. That is like the worst ending you could have possibly done. That's, you know, when you, when Halloween ends, it's, you're breathless. You cannot believe the last right. 10 minutes. And then when he's gone and the breathing and showing everywhere we've been, that's perfection. When, when, when you throw in some lame ass curveball and, oh, guess what? We're going to pan up because the cops never wondered how the calls are coming from the house. 
we're not going to find that phone or anything. We're, we're not going to search every room because there are bodies strung out everywhere in this house. We're not going to go in the attic, though, because, you. <laughs> you know, why would a killer hide bodies in the attic or anything like that? Like, it's just the worst ending you could have possibly done. I understand what you're saying. Thank you. Well said, sir. Thank you. Finally, someone that gets that. What the fuck? And every finger points to him. He's angry. He's getting all fucking crazy throughout the movie. The whole right. line about the fucking having the wart removed. Everything else. And then the, the the biggest telltale of all, he happens to be upstairs, and then he comes down right after she got the phone call. He wasn't, she didn't even know yeah, he was, was in the house. That was weird. What, is, yeah, what, what was the, that? That's what I'm saying. They, they try to make it out like he's a red herring, but it's all too fucking much of a red herring. It's not a red herring. Right. Every finger fucking points to him being the killer. Even when they show the guy when he kills Marvel Kidder, he has long hair. You don't get a great cut, but I right. mean, you know what I'm saying? They even go as far as to show it. And even if it was a different guy and they put someone else in there, it just ends up being a cheat at the end of the movie. It's a fuck. Right. It's not it's great. It's oh my god! It's great that fucking uh, no. Oh, it's this not and the like killer's that. still there. No, they no. would have searched the attic. This would have happened. That would. He just happens to go <laughs> into the fucking basement to chase her. What the fuck am I watching here? That's the problem. I'm like, how do you not see that this is not brilliant? It's a fucking bad cheat. No, that's well, what bothers me. Well, let's not ruin the movie by that. I'm not I mean... ruining the movie. I okay. At the end of the day. There's a lot of good to it. I'm not ruining the movie. Four out of four out of five. I, I may have one time have given it a three, but I do not claim like everybody in the horror fucking in, you know all the smarts like us that are supposed to be <laughs> smart are supposed to be you know oh I'm a real horror fan because I love Black Christmas. Black Christmas is amazing. Go see it. I'm sorry. I just that's no, because you have a copy of Suspiria on top of your TV. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. It may as well have been that. It's the same oh. thing. Like, hey, did you hear you know? Suspiria is going to Blu-ray, man? Holy fuck, the picture. Get ready. Already. Yeah. Wait. Buddy, I'm going to buy a 4K TV, I think, just for the occasion. Wow. Yeah, look how good the pictures alone look. I'm blown away. So imagine. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I'll God. wait for the remake. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... There's more to it with the, the Black Christmas. Uh, it's just all too obvious that it's him. And if people think it's cool that they did that thing at the end, it just doesn't make Alex, you said everything I was going to say. I'm glad someone else sees it besides me. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I don't go in anything blind. I don't give anybody a pass. Even if I love something, I'll, I'll still, you know, we do it all the time. We still got to point out, mm-hmm. like, yeah, listen, I love you. But you're not perfect, and that—that that was the whole thing when I was trying to debate whether or not I put Psycho Three in some kind of category. I was saying it doesn't have to be perfect for me to love you, and right. you know, just like a person, you know, no one's perfect. Otherwise, none of us would get married, you know. So <laughs> it's like you know, it's the same thing. Black Christmas really fucked up that whole ending, and it really did. There's no way around it. And you know, it's funny because I don't even know—is anyone here familiar with the remake? Did they? Did they even take any approach, like sort of the same thing where the remake sort of approached that whole phony red herring? I'm sure they no, switched they, it up. They, well, they did have a red herring in right. it, but it wasn't anything like this where it just kind of just shit all over the ending. No, by the end, they, the killers are who they are. They're pretty much who they are throughout the whole movie. Uh, the red herring was kind of near the beginning of the movie, and then that was it. So. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you know what? Like this. People like to say it's the first slasher, 
and it's not and people like to say it's the first holiday themed horror movie and it's not that's the funny part is that people you know that are educated in the horror genre walk around loud and proud saying black christmas because that's how i felt alex it's like you with friday three in a way where everyone was loving it and i was like i just don't see it and everybody pimped it up for so long i was like i can't wait to see this black christmas movie and here's the funny part my buddy hasn't seen it since the 80s with me he watched it with me last week as soon as they mention that one part about oh the house mother has another phone in the house he turns to me and says well that's where the phone calls are coming from you know you knew right away they give that away too that shouldn't huh. even be a suspenseful thing they say it right then and there anyone that's experienced in watching horror should know that as soon as they make that little line they slip it in there that there's another phone in the house well gee you think maybe you could check that phone it's you know it's silly but i'm an idiot i didn't think of that you're not yeah, an idiot either. it's just I'm, I'm, he said it right away he's like yeah well there's the answer it's just not that big of a deal and then that was an urban legend to begin with that story right, that right. calls coming yeah, from now, did that... so bob clark didn't invent that well, well you know yeah, what so I mean? that's the next question i i don't know the timeline what came out first uh black christmas or uh was a straight a call when from a stranger a... calls yeah yeah black christmas did stranger yeah. calls did it after actually mm-hmm. well, that's weird yeah, but it was still an urban legend that existed before yeah. Black Christmas. It and it, it existed before telephones. I'm pretty sure it's all about the babysitter watching <laughs> before, the kids. Before we could you know? call you, somebody called inside the house. Yeah, I mean, it's that whole babysitter you know, story. It's been a story forever. It just got adapted once phones were around. <laughs> right. But it's the same thing. And, and there was Is another that you? Before. Oh, now I get your legendary breathing? so yeah it's and matt what do you think what do you think about the movie uh i love the movie uh do i think the ending is kind of uh a letdown in that aspect not necessarily i mean i get what you guys are saying but i you know i thought it was an interesting kind of way to do that at the end with the boyfriend it didn't really work but I, at the same time, I like the fact, thinking, like in Halloween, that the killer was still there, looming. Even though it may not have necessarily worked, I still preferred that over, you know, it being the boyfriend all of a sudden at the end. Yeah, so. I agree with that. I think it's awesome that the killer's still looming. When mm-hmm. they panned up and he's up there, yeah, that, that strikes you. Mm-hmm. But... Then you look back and you're like, "Well, what was that all about?" You know. Yeah, it was just sloppily done. The the uh, guy's motives, if he wasn't a killer, just don't necessarily make sense. Right. You know. So yeah. I mean, no, yeah, I agree. With... It's not perfect. Yeah. No, yeah. no, not at all. Just, just to me, it doesn't deserve the praise it gets. I'm not anti the movie. Like I said, it's a four star movie. I just don't put it on the pedestal the way so many have and still do. Yeah. Okay. I do four out of five now. I think I was five out of five, but. That yeah, does. I wouldn't go that high. Yeah, yeah, that ending brings it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, you know, Silent Night, Bloody Night came out the fucking year before and was filmed two years before. So it wasn't even the first in that aspect. Everyone liked to throw that fact around that it was this and that it nah, was It doesn't first. matter about being the first, but well, being that's the pe- best. You're right, you're right. But people like to say that, and that's one of the reasons it's pimped. Oh, the first real slasher was Black Christmas and John Hart. Well, Harper Psycho, Psycho was the first the fuck fucking slasher. I love it when nerds try to out nerd each other on their <laughs> on what they've seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number one, Psycho was a slash. Er, he slashed Marion up in the in the you know fucking shower. 
I mean, and then he slashed the guy going down the stairs. He slashed someone else. I forgot. But, like, yeah, that's a slasher movie. It's a, that was the first one, even though it was sophisticated and classy and more talk than anything. It doesn't matter. That was a slasher. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, but, not, it's not what we came to know and love, but it's 1960. But even that wasn't the first one. And people were killed with sharp objects in movies before that. You know? Uh, yeah. It, well, what was the movie based on a bunch of kills, though? Or did one person die of a sharp object kill? No, there was a movie. There was a movie where sorority sisters were killed. And it's called 13 Women. And it's really the first slasher and nobody talks about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it's Maybe fucking... it sucked. Well, whatever. It, it was still the it was Probably still didn't the have movie. enough tits. <laughs> yeah, there must be a reason this is not getting talked <laughs> Well, it's just one of those movies that not a lot of people know about because it's so old and fucking... It, it was, but it was thir- there was thirteen sorority sisters, and and they're getting whacked one by one by some by a, a, a peer of theirs that they snubbed another. Yeah. So, and that was years before this shit. Yeah, fifties, so, I guess. I think even before. I can't what? remember the exact year. Yeah, thirteen women. Yeah, look it up. Matter of fact, yeah, I'll look yeah. it up now. But so there, there, there you go. It wasn't the first slasher, and it wasn't the first uh, Christmas movie. Christmas horror movie, you know, related or, or any mm-hmm. fucking what's right. the word? Any holiday, for example. Nineteen thirty-two, thirteen women. What? Yep. Look it up. Yeah. I see a trailer of this. Yeah, thirteen chicks fucking <laughs> wet. It's probably five minutes long. So there you go. <laughs> Some like to say, well, Black Christmas was the first one that did it with you know teenage girls or young girls getting killed, where where Psycho just one person or you know what I mean? It was different, but they did it even in Thirteen Women, and they did it in fucking. There's a couple other ones even before that, so I think it's 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 just become the stuff of urban legend itself. It's, you know, that's right. what I think. It has a mystique, and I just it doesn't deserve the mystique. And I'm not shitting on it. Like I said, it's four out of five. Fine, it's a good movie, but that's all. That's where it comes from. I mean, yeah, it's why. a great addition. And just so you know, everybody knows I bought the Blu-ray this year because it was like ten bucks or eleven dollars at Amazon. Nice. So uh, I gotta say, man, it's not really a great transfer. Like, if you're looking to watch Black Christmas on a whole nother level, <laughs> you're really not going to do that. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's very strange. Uh, I, it's hard to describe why. It just looks... Uh, some things look washed out in ways. Not hmm. white wash, but other kinds of washed out. It's just not amazing. I wasn't blown away by the quality, but... You know, it is whatever DPI is 1080. So, yeah, whatever. If you love it that much, go ahead. But if you're looking to, like, change your movie-going experience, don't even bother getting the Blu-ray. Oh, that's disappointing. Because, I honestly, I would buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, go ahead. I mean, if you know, like I said, technically it's 1080, so whatever. Right. Just Hmm. just didn't change, like, anything for me. What I do to enhance my viewing experience is don't watch the movie. And just call my girlfriend from like an, another phone line and do what this asshole does. Wow, pretty pink cunt, <laughs> Billy, Billy, <laughs> and then we go fuck. Yeah, that's not a Okay, come downstairs and you can leave. Come on. <laughs> oh, there's one more thing. How fucking loud is that dude on the phone? Especially when the final girl, Olivia Hussey, who, by the way, I gotta say she's fucking hot in this movie. Um, uh-huh. boy, her hair, everything. She's hot in it. I'd I'd bang her as Norman's. I'd bang her as if I was Norman, her kid. Oh, hell yeah. So what I. You should have. (laughs) Right? Do some elves action on there. But that's Mm -hmm. normal, ain't it, Norman? Right. 
Um, <laughs> she is hot as fuck in this movie. But anyway, she's the only person left alive, and this motherfucker's upstairs making these loud calls. <laughs> Different voices, this and that. She's not going to fucking hear him up there. He's right there, up the stairs. Maybe not, though, dude, because Come you got to go know, up the stairs, then past that door, and he might be in the corner of the, of the attic that's far away from where they are. Hmm, so, I don't buy it. Same thing, with, same thing with WNUF, <laughs> where it was like the people were already in the house and nobody saw it. And right. It's still a house. I mean, I can hear other people in the house right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, shut up! Okay, <laughs> sorry. Over there, fucking moment. Don't mind. Right. The phone was in the fucking sorority, in the, the mother's room. The fucking, what's her, what's her name? The fucking Mrs. Uh, Garrett. Back to life. Yes, whatever. It's not really her, but whatever. It's in her room, and it's right there. And it's so loud that they can hold the phone up, and eight girls can fucking hear it through yeah, the fucking... Yeah, eight girls can hear it out of a right? fucking mouthpiece of a 1970s phone. Loud, loud, loud. Not right. plausible. Okay, on to the next one. No, Me. I said that, dude. When we, did the, when we did Black Christmas versus Black Christmas, I said that. It's, it was a ridiculous thing in the world that that eight girls standing uh, the, the the furthest was at least four feet away is listening to this guy out of a, a earpiece of a 1970 guys they could hear the, him because he was upstairs <laughs> yeah they were they're like <laughs> I'm hearing him really clearly is this the phone <laughs> or, uh... Man. and you guys remember in the 80s. When you could press the number one and then the number in the house and then make the houses, the phones in your house ring? No, but I did that with uh, pay phones and people would always go up to them and answer them. Yeah, you could do it. There was a way, uh, maybe it wasn't one, but we used to do it as kids in the 80s so the phone would ring. Granted, you weren't really calling them. You were, you were just on the other phone line, so when they picked up, you could do it. So people mm-hmm. that say they can't be done, they're wrong about that. You're wrong, bitch. You're wrong, bitch. Okay. Hey, Tell guys, me, I think Mahoney is waking up. And now let's take a break from the Banana Laser Holiday Special to check in on the Mahoney Family Christmas. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open open sleigh. So that's right, we're in another day in the life of the Mahoney family. It's gonna be it's gonna be scarier than any horror movie ever. This is a Christmas time edition. We have the fam. The fam is putting up the Christmas tree. It's a little messy here, but that's only because we get all of our decorations and stuff. And uh, so, anyways, I just wanted to catch you guys up that we're still alive. Uh, we're coming to a theater near you. We have our own movie coming out. So. That'll be uh, exciting. You know, we're, we're trying to knock it down from an X rating. You know, they they won't let it go to the theaters unless it's at, le- at least an R. Well, we'll be back. Until next time. I'm Rob. And that cat you hear in the background is Tiger. We got the remake here, Silent Night Deadly, or just Silent Night. Silent Night Deadly. Wait, Watched what? Watched it for the uh, first time this year, just Silent Night. 
Just oh, yeah. Yeah, when did that come out? A couple years ago? Uh, 2012. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. It's a pretty well-made movie. I like the look of the killer with the yeah, mask. Uh, there's inventive stuff with, like, the flamethrower. There's the good callbacks. Machine. Oh, the wood chipper is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's there's good callbacks. They're not as good as they were done originally, but it's still fun to kind of see them, you know, in, in this in this arena. So it's, it's decent. It's like a three out of five for me. Callbacks never work for me <laughs> like maybe oh, yeah. sometimes but like we discussed already the grandfather scene was so bad yeah and it's yeah like, i guess you know. i guess the why i like it is because it makes me think of that scene and <laughs> you know so yeah i guess you're kind of right that's the only reason it works like i, I really looked at the antler scene like kind of side by side and compared them mm-hmm. and the first one just blows it out of the water it's like there's no suspense or anything to this one it's just done just to do it hmm. and it's just it's just not not as good but i like a lot of it, the movie's well made it's got i like the fact that you know there's red herrings and you find out at the end who the killer is and that weird connection i find all that very interesting so i think it's pretty good I, I like the way they wrapped it up at the end. It, it yeah. went from a three to a three and a half for me because uh, of the good wrap up and, and the explanation. Because as I'm mm-hmm. watching it, I'm like, everyone he's killing is someone that's a sinner. So that holds water with the first film, and you know, it's a morality thing. And and then all of a sudden, Punish. when the cops get into the equation, I'm like, well, wait a minute, why is why is this happening? And then at the end, we see why, and then when he's a little boy, then the reveal comes out, and I'm like, you know what, cool, because for a couple times, the two red herrings, I didn't believe either of them, but they tried to make us look at the very end, like the one was it, and I'm like, that would have been fucking lame. And then I thought the movie was going to end, and I was gonna, I was like saying, oh, I don't fucking end this way. And then they had the recap at the end, I was like, okay, you know what, I like that, that makes up for it, but... Good gore, good scenes, very well made, I'll say that. I yeah, mean, it's well made. Some of the cinematography was really good, you know, it was mm-hmm. just... The, the snowflakes falling slow-mo and it, it was a well-made movie you just um oh wait but one glaring omission malcolm mcdowell was terrible he phoned that shit in oh of course he did mm-hmm. that was yeah. horrible man malcolm mcdowell look i'll be honest with you i'm not savvy to his career i do understand that he was in that uh you know uh clockwork, clockwork orange. orange yeah and things like that other than that i'm lost on him and then halloween came around okay i don't like him as loomis either i did like him in the second movie because they brought it to a place that was so real to me so i like that but then that's it so then i'm you know i'm watching this and i see malcolm mcdowell's in the credits i'm like oh okay that's cool you know i'm familiar now and I, i i'm watching this and i'm like what the fuck am i watching is this guy like is he just saying go fuck yourself for giving me a job? I'm I don't care about it. Like, <laughs> you thought he was that fucking bad, really? Oh yeah, I'm not even joking wow. here. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, seriously, I think it was wow. bad, bad acting. Yeah, and like I just couldn't believe it. And that was the the uh, one flaw in the movie. I think it was Malcolm McDowell not caring. Yeah, I don't think he's that good of an actor. I think. <laughs> And this is weird, but I think his accent makes you think he's a better actor than what he is. <laughs> like Sean Connery? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's like, oh, you know, Arnold? he's... Well, Arnold, no, not that one. accent. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, he's British, so he's he's acting, right. you know, but... It, 
Here's what I didn't like. It reminded me too much of the My Bloody Valentine remake with the cops all over the place. I didn't. Oh, because the main character was the chick, the cop. Yeah, something about once again, like the cop shop curse that that we've talked about before. I'm just never invested in in those situations when they're in a police station for half the movie, and uh, because they seemingly have, they're surrounded by guns and help and. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're, they're not helpless. It doesn't pan out though. Like the guns and help don't seem to help. Yeah, and they don't. I know it's just you know slasher fare for me is just better off when there's not when there's no police involvement and when you make the the leads of your movie police. It's just I don't know. It just kind of falls. Granted, I well, still hey, say maniac cop man hand. Tom Atkins wood chipper. All oh. I gotta say, it's worth enough for that. Come on. Now, yeah, I love how they throw the his leg or something in there. First. Yeah, in there first. So that was get, great. Just so yes. he knows what he's in store for. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. That was awesome. I like that. See, that was that was. And as soon as you see that wood chipper, you know what's happening. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. Nice. All right. Thank do it. God. And then, oh, very cool. Did he did he throw a star at her? Uh, did he throw a fucking um, you know, like a, a was there a scene with a the star on ornament? top of the Christmas tree where it was? Used oh, you're to thinking kill? of uh, you're thinking of that Santa sleigh movie or something like that. Where you? Oh, what happened there too? Yeah, okay. he threw a star and it hit someone's back and killed them. And you were pissed off. Okay, that. it also happens in Christmas Evil. Though it's it's used twice for fucking utensils, uh, utensils as a murder weapon, and it's it's kind of mm. ridiculous. But whatever. I think it's legit though. I mean, if you want to like kill people on Christmas, like what else? You know, if you want to like really uh, reference Christmas itself and kill, you people. feed them too much. Uh, yeah, you get them a bunch like poison cookies. That you More have. ham. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you give, instead of a, a glass full of milk, you give Santa a glass full of jizz, and it's you know, AIDS. <laughs> it's AIDS ridden. You know, like stuff like that. AIDS ridden jizz. It's <laughs> the title of this episode. <laughs> nice. I do like the fact that they did utilize the Christmas lights and they did some other things in, in the remake. It did have that Christmassy feeling a yeah, little bit on trying, some scenes. Mm-hmm. Hey, what other movies are in a Mahoney's sack? Well, as a matter of fact, the two I just referenced with the stars. Hold on. Get out of here. Yeah, really? Isn't that Black. something? What are the chances? I know. Huh. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, well, I've, and I've seen both of those. What are the what? chances? Have Alex, you have you seen them? Uh, Santa Slay and what else? Christmas Evil. Yes, I have. Nice. Well, hey, Crazy. let's talk. Let's give him something to talk about. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> Santa Sleigh is an interesting movie. I, uh, its runtime is pretty short. And... <laughs> Not short enough. <laughs> oh, my God. When it started. Yo, yo, but I liked it, though, man. It was fun. Uh, I did kind of like the opening scene yeah, a little bit. But I I seriously thought that the copy I was watching skipped to the middle of the movie. I was confused as fuck. I really thought the opening scene was just all of a sudden in the middle of the movie. Because I'm like, wait, who are, who are these people? Oh, right. What's happening? And all of a sudden he jumps in and kills them all. I'm like, I think I missed a lot of the movie. I think this is the end. <laughs> I, see, I knew it was the beginning because... Of the cameos or the people in it, you didn't think that those people would actually be in the movie because they weren't. I would. I had no clue. I, all I knew was Goldberg. So I was thinking, oh, right. Chris Kantan is in this whole fucking movie. <laughs> nope, he's dead. Right. Oh well, maybe uh, you know James Con, you know Godfather right. James Con right. is in a horror be in movie this like this. Movie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he's uh, the lead. 
<laughs> Fran Dre- Drescher getting lit on fire was pretty fun, though, because she right? is annoying as fuck. I'll tell oh, you, though, that's God. the hottest she's ever looked any day. <laughs> I never was really into her, ever. Oh, you're being serious. <laughs> yeah, the way she looked in this movie, she was fucking stunning. I thought you were making a fire reference. No, I was not. She looked hot. No, the thing really is, cool. how was she at a Christmas party, though? Because she was <laughs> Okay, never mind. God. It was a holiday party. Ah. Uh, it was yeah. a holiday party, right. And what's her name was in there? Tony Marchette. Rebecca Gayhart. And she was good as usual. Yeah. Yeah. This well, movie, I, it's not a great movie. And it's for certain people who like the leprechaun movies and people who like which of course i hate and people who like uh chucky bride of chucky you know those later sequels or whatever Mm. it's like it's just comedy there's nothing horrific about this it's all comedy it's a goofy fucking premise and you know if you're into that kind of goof movie then you'll love it i guess it just doesn't click with me whatsoever yeah Hmm. no you gotta be you gotta be uh you have to quote unquote get it, mm-hmm. and even if you get it, whether or not that resonates with your sense of humor and things like that, like you know, I like a lot of dumb movies, and I, I like movies that you have to get and stuff like that. But this one, you know, you could tell what it is. Like the opening scene is one of those scenes where oh, it's like okay, we just want you to know what we're doing here. Yeah, right. silly, you know? over the top, right? You know, and crazy characters. Yeah, even then. So your opinion on this overall really it holds water because you know what you were getting into. There's nothing there's no getting around this. This is this is what it is and you know I don't I'm like Matt. I didn't I didn't Although, think it was funny. I mean there's a stripper pole scene that, <laughs> Oh that was great. Oh god, you're one of the people that like it? Well, listen to my snot. <laughs> oh, God, he's horrified. No, no, no. It, it, oh, it, you too, Dave? Really strange. Really hey, strange experience. Talk to I me. Uh, this is a really... <laughs> talk to me, girl. This is a really strange experience uh, as, as to what happened with me in the movie. It re- truly was 100% a tale of two halves. I I said... And I don't I, I don't like those horror comedies and fucking Leprechaun and Brighter Chucky. I don't oh. like that shit at all, you know? Now, I sit down and I'm watching Santa's, Santa's Slay expecting it to be horrible. Now... As it starts, I see the first scene, and I like it. And I, I, it's a little funny, but there's still gore. And I'm like, okay, I like this. It still looks good. And it's, it, and it goes on. And then the story about how he was the son of Satan and that whole thing. And I was honestly in the kid with the grandfather. I was actually into the movie. I was having fun with it. It was serious when it had to be. The gore was good. And the comedy, to me, wasn't really overdone. It was a little bit, but it, it wasn't enough to... to you know, detract me from the movie. I was into it. And then there was a couple fist pump moments on some fucking murders. I was fine with it. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm more into this movie than I thought I was going to be. And then mm-hmm. halfway through the movie, after the guy gets killed with um, the Hanukkah candles in, in, in his, uh, in that, that place or his, his store, something happened and I had to stop the movie and I had to resume it the next day. The second half, nothing fucking happens. It is so boring. They have a snowmobile chase I don't know what's all the fucking comedy is taken out of it. It's and, and, and whatever does happen is terrible. Then the the climax and the ice rink. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. The grandfather <laughs> dies, then he comes back and he says I was the angel and I fucking Curly. married somebody God. and gave up my my mortality to be with a woman and this and that. But it, it was it was dreadfully. I can't believe the movie was like an hour and fifteen minutes because the last fucking half hour felt like two hours. 
I, I completely, <laughs> when I put that tape back in and started watching it again, tape, I call it, whatever. When I put it back in and started watching the second half, I was actually into the movie and I was looking forward to seeing the second half and I, I couldn't have been more let down. So it was really strange the, the way that worked out. But, oh, man. These kind of movies are just too goofy to sustain even an hour, in my opinion. 30 minutes, I could probably do, but it's just too exhaustive. You know, you got to just keep compounding all these jokes upon each other. It's like every scene is the same thing. You know, you already did it. So the one thing I did find interesting that put a smile on my face was their whole telling of the tale and how they did it, you know, like the old Rudolph old TV show by Rankin and Bass. They did that that style. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. He encountered the young, ill-tempered Santa not far from his home. Santa was ice fishing with the ornery little people. The elves on a frozen lake. Knowing the son of Satan was a gambling sort, the angel challenged him to a contest. The contest was a simple one. Who could slide a rock across the lake and land it closest to the ice fishing hole without the rock falling in? If Santa won the contest, he would deliver the confident old man to his father for an eternity of pain and suffering. I like their ambition for doing a crazy story slash origin story for santa that's different that is pretty unique so i gotta give them props for that but yeah it's just too weird of a movie but that was cool get... <clears throat> and he had to go away for a thousand years and in that thousand mm-hmm. years santa became known for what he was or for not for not what he was for you know being this this fictional character and that's why we've always thought of him as good i really dug that fucking concept in that story i was like i, I bought into it i'm like Okay, and I like the way Santa Claus dressed. He had that old look to him, and it made sense. And I thought it was badass how he was on that fucking sleigh with that buffalo, of all things, <laughs> trampling people and doing shit. I thought it was really cool. I liked, I liked the look of it. And, and was, you like the wrestling moves. Come on. <laughs> there was a few in there. Yeah, Goldberg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did so, that spike thing he does or whatever? That fucking spear. You know what he did? He did fucking... He did dive through their thing at one point when he was in that shop when he killed the guy with the Hanukkah candles. He fucking dove through something, so I guess kind of, but... Okay, now I'll do uh, Goodfellas Pesci. <laughs> Alright, let me... Uh... <sighs> they get in the fucking mode. Alright. Okay. <clears throat> What's so funny? What are you laughing at? You did it again, didn't you? You left bananas. What's wrong with you? Why do you do that? I told you not to do it. Dave, it's our calling card. Calling card? (laughs) All the great ones leave their mark. We're the banana bandits. You're sick, you know that? You're really sick. I'm not sick. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny when you do that, dude. It's great. (laughs) I was was laughing under my breath. (laughs) Christmas Evil the second time I watched it which was this time much better experience because I knew what I was getting into Um, yeah you were ready for the pace of it because that's my biggest problem with this movie it's not the story because I like the story I like a lot of the little things they do It's, it's fun actually but the pace of it is so fucking slow. It's like just we get it, get on with it. It's too drawn out. I, I see. I didn't feel that way about it. Now this is what it was. The first time I saw it, 
it's Christmas Evil, it's a killer Santa Claus. I'm expecting a slasher movie. You know, yeah, it's definitely not like that. No, and yeah. it's not. It's actually um, a character piece. Mm-hmm. And once I knew that after seeing it the first time, going into it this time, knowing it was a character piece, I really appreciated all the aspects of it. I'm not going to say it moved quickly. Of course not. That's insulting. But um, I, I, I'm not going to say that I was bored with any of it either. It was just a, it was kind of a cool concept of how it happened in the beginning and, you know. The fucking thing with the Santa Claus and, and, and you know, and his mother's pussy and that whole fucking thing and how it led to that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's like fucking, uh, you know, like that old song. I saw mama, that shit, you know? Yeah, I saw mama sucking Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Santa kissing mama's lips. <laughs> I saw mama sucking Santa's balls. <laughs> but I like the way it started and what happened and what let. No, it's kind of cool, you know, when he's older and he's looking at the kids through the binoculars. And at first, you think it's going to be kind of creepy. Like if this movie was made nowadays, you're thinking pedophile, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah, he's, he's checking out the kids. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's doing it with pure intentions. He wants to he's see like good. He's like, man, when's she going to be sixteen? <laughs> I don't want to fuck that kid. <laughs> he does love that one. She's a little doll, he comes in or something. <laughs> a little darling. Yeah. A little darling, right. Yeah, he's making lists. This guy is fucking, yeah, a whack Living job. Living that fucking dream. Yeah, yeah Jesus Christ. I, I think a lot of this movie, the movie lives off two things. One, it's a guy, it, it, it's a hor- horrific tale with a guy in a Santa suit. And two, the ending is so yeah. whack job that it throws you a, such a fucking weird curveball, you can't help but stick, you know, remain in your head and for you to think about it. I love the ending. I fucking love the ending. Good God. Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> it's out of fucking nowhere, and it's like, wait a minute. What was I watching the whole time? Is this uh, something that takes place in his mind? What is happening? But it, I think when a movie does something that striking at the end, it makes you think that the entire movie is better than what it actually is. You know right, what I mean? I gotta watch this now, man. You're left with that thing right at the end. That's the last thing. So that's the last feeling you have on the movie. Yet the buildup or the the whole distance to get to such a sensation wasn't as worth it, in this my opinion. 1980. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. So they were cranking them out. So Black Christmas, 76... 80 is Christmas Evil, and 84 is Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, yeah and there was a couple other ones, too, in, in the midst of it. Yeah. You know, don't Open Till Christmas, something else, and there was another one. And there was different ones. There was a big thing. I, uh, I really must go now. <laughs> but now... I want you to remember to stay good boys and girls. Respect your mothers and fathers and do what they tell you. Obey your teachers and learn a whole lot. But if you're bad boys and girls, your name goes in the bad boys and girls book. And I'll bring you something horrible. But I'm glad you said that, Matt, about um, because I thought about it this time. Maybe that ending was in his head, which that's why I took away from it. Would make sense. Nothing else in the movie would say that it would, you know, that that would be a truth. 
you know, so. Right. <laughs> Although his his brother is looking up. I noticed that. I was that like, is true. See, yeah, when he's but, laying there, yeah. Yes. So maybe, maybe not. But, of course, that could have been in his head, too. Who knows? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, just they, Fight Club. I don't know. They are <laughs> brothers, yeah. Right. <laughs> it could have oh, been. Oh, Tyler Durden. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden. Wait a minute. Why the fuck were they chasing him with torches? <laughs> what is this fucking Frankenstein? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Made no sense. I'm like, yeah. as soon as they start lighting up the torches, I'm like, why? I mean, <laughs> it's a mob. I understand that. An angry mob chasing him with fucking torches. <laughs> Who's got the pitchforks? Right. <laughs> I thought that was just ridiculous because it made sense in the old movies because they didn't have um, a thing called streetlights. <laughs> right. Yeah. So people naturally were had fire around. <laughs> yeah, right. a thing. <laughs> and they're chasing them so they could see them. They're using they're using torches. They're chasing Frankenstein's monster or all those other movies when they did it. Now to do it, it was just like, what the fuck are they doing this for? Mm-hmm. Oh god! And how about those toys? Were those not fucking dollar store toys? Oh my god! What? Oh yeah! Oh, the, they're making yeah, just ridiculous. I did like how all the workers were dressed in green, kind of you know to make you think they were elves and shit. That was like a <laughs> right. little interesting nod, <laughs> right? And, and how how he just happened to be passing by that bar and look in the window, and the guy says, "Oh, I got that chump Harry to work." Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> wow, talk about a meant to be moment. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking a coincidence from hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what set him over the edge because the first people he killed it was just for no reason he stops at that church and they come out and they just kind of start busting his balls and then he just loses the school and then the only person he intentionally kills was that guy he's thinking about him as he's driving he's like oh yeah that asshole and then he goes about that though he's fucking smothering this fucking guy and his wife doesn't even realize it <laughs> right in the oh yeah yeah exactly. he's thrashing around like a fucking <laughs> beheaded chicken and fucking <laughs> Oh, and then and then comes there's the famous star scene that 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 sealed his face with the fucking what was it slashing the throat or something? I think that's how it. I think that's how eventually he tried to smother him. Something happened, got up, whatever, and I think he slashed his throat with a fucking star, and hmm. and that was his his demise. But um, yeah, I enjoyed. It. Yeah, you're right. This is more of just a study on this guy and his progression <laughs> into insanity, I guess. You know, it's, I don't know. I feel like once you put him in the suit and he's doing stuff, they should have, they should have cranked it up more. Right. I I know it's, it's not what it was trying to be, but it it needed more. It needed more punch to this. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. That would have benefited it completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's still worth a watch. If you're, if you're looking for a guy in a suit movie, this is still at the top of the list to watch. You should still check it out, definitely. It's it's kind of like a light-hearted maniac. <laughs> it's so funny to think about maniac being light-hearted. A light-hearted maniac. That shit you know? is gruesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, but this is like a you know like a fucking a Christmas yeah, pretty much, yeah. dialed down version of maniac. It's a character piece about mm-hmm. this guy who who is you know snapped and whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like the original maniac. You know, it's just. Nowhere near as gory, not the same thing, but he functions in society, he has a job, he gets promoted, but he has underlying issues, and they really touch on him in this one as to why he has them. And mm-hmm. then the relationship with him and his brother, they talk about that a couple of times. It's actually like a dramatic piece. And 
if you take it as that, don't go in there expecting a fucking Silent Night, Deadly Night, or or even a Santa Slayer. You know, I just for what it is. That's why I said it took the second watch for me to appreciate it. I'm not saying it's great, but I like it. And I'll watch it again. Guys, good news. I just went through this sack. Wow. Let's talk about Bill Murray and Scrooged. <laughs> Your hallucination brought on by vodka, poisoned by Chernobyl. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> Hey, listen, real quick, not to go off topic, but would you guys rather fuck a virgin who's like a six no. or seven or a hot, like an a eight or nine who had sex already? Like, would it matter? Do you care? What? what? Of course, the second one. Of course. Right, yeah. yeah. She's hotter and she's already somewhat, you know, familiar. <laughs> so, right. Well, some people really are into the virgin thing. I, think, I never even I took never understood a that. Yeah. Never I think you that. should rephrase that question, Alex. I think the question should be, would you rather fuck a virgin that was an eight or a nine or a girl that was, you know, slutty, but a six or a seven? I think that's the challenge. The second one. Hmm. Again, I agree. Again, the second one. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I don't want to be bothered with the virgin. Yeah, you know, when the lights are off, who cares? Check this out. My first time was with a virgin. Me too. It was, it was the blind. Me too. It, it was, was me. blind. <laughs> Matt was so he really eased into it, no pun intended. Oh, he was hell if you're nasty. It, yeah, it was a great time. Uh, it was a little weird because we were both guys, and we were like, "Well, where does this go?" We kept banging our penises together, and we said, "Oh, you know what? Just turn around, dude. Probably a lot easier." But uh, yeah, it was really interesting. But thanks, man. I mean, I'm glad I didn't have to go through high school version. Thank you. Well, that's it. I mean, I videotaped it so I can blackmail you guys into doing the show. Slash masturbate to it. <laughs> Now the secret's out. (laughs) How about this? The first time I had sex, not only were we both virgins, but I put on two live crew, Come On Babe, and I had it set up in my bedroom. the the, fuck out of here. Had the cassette tape. Yes, I did. Had the cassette tape ready with play on it. Knew I was probably going to fuck her that day. She was my girlfriend at the time. Pop that pussy. Hey, pop that pussy, baby. Now, you got to put in Come On Babe. You know that jam, right? When the party's probably... over, we can get together, go to my house, and fuck forever. Track four on as nasty as they want to be. Yes. Oh my god, that's such an adolescent thing to think about. That's it, us. Do you play this to have sex? Yes. <laughs> Oh, now I recognize it. Uh, hey, baby, uh, it's Dave Z. I'm going to be a really famous guy one day on the podcast. 
Oh my god, what a romantic song. You? Were you? Come <laughs> stick my dick in your behind. Holy shit, you know what? I have talked over a few lines. I shouldn't have done that. Hold on. Listen to these lyrics. Oh, it's great. I've never heard of this before. Dave, wait, Dave, were you pissed when you found out that none of these things from the song happened the first time? <laughs> you didn't fuck forever. You didn't stick it in her behind. <laughs> she probably wasn't making those sounds or saying fuck me over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, I think the lyrics sort of fell apart at the end. It was yeah. perfect, though. I'll be gentle, baby, because we can do this, you know? You really know how to woo a woman, Dave. <laughs> oh, holy shit. That's right. And then I remember later on in life, and this is not even too long ago. This is like Vegas years. This girl that I was dating liked to fucking play music when she had sex. She was like to play. Some women do. They like, you know. Fuck yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I put in fucking... <laughs> The downward spiral, nine inch nails, boom, Mr. Yeah. Self Destruct. That's what I want to fuck to. Something hard and fast, and you know, yeah. she wanted to listen to like she like she picked out the music the first time, and it was like you know something girly, mellow, whatever Madonna. the fuck, soul. I don't no, know. That's a mistake. Yeah, and then she came over. I said, I'm picking the music this time. Boom, put it in fucking nine inch nails. Let's fuck. Come here, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Let's go, Dave. Come on. Get in the mood, buddy. I, I've probably fucked more to Nine Inch Nails than any other music <laughs> act. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah fuck Luther Vandross. Oh, yeah, Pen. Come on, Pen. <laughs> Open your mouth. Did you Wider say Pen? <laughs> Why are you big? Alex is fucking Pen. <laughs> Again. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know if they were rubber. You're made out of plastic. Damn it, I thought we fucked. He found Pen. I can't believe it. Hope he hit him Jesus. good. Jesus. Yeah. Guess All right, not. come on, let's get to the real show. They always hang out with strange people and drive their cars around. I do. <laughs> Every time I get the chance. What do you do? I'll make movies. Take the camera, okay? And you're gonna capture beautiful moments. We're gonna make this movie. Alright, man. Yeah, here. Oh, so what did you tell your mom about me? That you're making a movie and she just blew it off. She's gonna be out of your life soon, trust me. We saw a new movie released this year called Pieces of Town. It's directed by Joe Stauffer, uh, and it stars David Long as David Long. Kind of interesting. Uh, Dave Z has a letter from the director, handwritten, sealed with a kiss, <laughs> spritzed with perfume. Dave Z, what does Joe have to say <laughs> to us? Oh, 
Well, what happened is this. Joe sent us um, three copies of the movie. It was I never an independent got one. Film. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't got it. No. I watched this on the website uh, for free. Yeah, exactly. Which you all can do. Piecesoftowel.com. Peel it back. Is it still for free? Yep. Yeah, I heard they yeah. extended it. They did. I thought I saw it was seven seventy seven. It was a special. Maybe that was the purchase. Might be Either. for the DVD. Well, Joe sent us this thing. Michael Burns, one of our listeners, uh, set us up with this. He's a friend of the director, uh, Joe, and he sent us three copies. And we're going to have a giveaway for Pieces of Talent. We have three uh, copies of the DVD here. But um, we have something I'm going to put up in the lounge here. And it's a, um, a little promotional um, placard, if you will. And it's um, it says, to Alex, Matt, and Dave Z, thank you for the promotion. Love Joe, David, and Michael. This guy knows him on the show? <laughs> Not many people do. Yeah, he you actually should, knows, yes. Should stick around for more shows. Well, Michael Burns knows, and he told him. So, you Thank at. you, Michael, for mentioning my name. Right, see, you're very important here. Come on. Ah. Hmm. But um, the, what they're trying to do, the fact that this is a, um, you know, it was an independent film, they are doing a, um, what's the word? A fundraising campaign for the sequel. And, uh, They're Rob Zombieing the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but here's here's why I don't take umbrage. I don't but. take umbrage though because this guy is not Rob Zombie who has. Uh, listen, I know stacks I, of cash. I, right. I, I I'm friends with a millionaire. I'll I'll put that out there. I won't get detailed because it's their business. But I'm friends with a millionaire and they have twelve million dollars. Okay, and I hang out with these people weekly. So if I know somebody who has twelve million dollars. Rob Zombie has a hundred million. So the the fact that he's asking people for money is fucking absurd. Like, if you believe in your shit and you got a name out there, put your own shit into the movie. I mean, dude, most people don't have a life where they could do something like that. Like, I literally, if I had $5,000 that's disposable, I would probably invest it into my own movie and, and make a movie and stuff like that. To think that this guy is so accomplished and he's not willing to put, like, 100000 of his $100 million is insane to me. But these people, these are the kinds of people who are getting a bad rap because of people like Rob Zombie. If only these types of people who are just regular working class heroes uh, had these types of Kickstarters and, and uh, a fan, whatever, what was that thing called? Rob Zombie fan something? Crowdfunded. 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 There's Crowdsource. Yeah, right. That's fine with these people. Right, because they're independents. Right. right. Yeah, they're not. he's not sitting on a stack of cash like Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, why am I crazy for saying all that stuff? And to go back to this movie, this movie, to me, is is really deserving in our community of something like this as well. Because, I'll just say it right now, I think it's a very well-made movie. Uh, it's, it's very engaging. It's uh, extremely unique. And I think this guy who made this movie has talent. And pieces of it. So, <laughs> so I think this guy needs to make more stuff. You know, uh, he wants to make a, a sequel to this movie, which is is good. I would like to see that, but I think he should do something. I think he's somebody that we should be invested in. So, uh, I agree. I I think that him doing this kind of thing makes sense. Yeah. And if you want to contribute, pieceofthetalent.com, a missing piece. That's where you go. A missing, a missing piece, piece? I believe is going to be the name of this. It is. It's the name of the sequel, A Missing Piece fundraising campaign. They're trying to raise 20 grand 
They don't even have a tenth of that yet. So, uh, you know. No? No, Shit. no. I know, hmm. I know. Maybe we should go. If, so if we give like $10 or something, we can get like a DVD when it comes out or something like that. Yeah, is there that. an incentive? Yeah. Um, I didn't read that far into it. Do they the give answer is yes. Do they oh, give no, here we go. chains or anything? Pardon me? Here it is. For $100, you get the Blu-ray, DVD, combo, and artwork. Executive producers cut $1,000. As a contributor, you receive executive producer credit on the film. For $1,000? Okay, wait, wait. Let's go backwards, uh, Dave. So how about $30? What do we get? $30, you get a Blu-ray, DVD, combo, special edition. Okay, what about Mm -hmm. any less than that? Do you get anything? Yeah, $15 digital screener. Okay, Mm. see, now this is sort of fair because, you know, you're given... Thirty dollars, so twenty is sort of for the movie, and then ten is just to say, here, make your other movie. So I, I, I'm, I'm all for that. Yep, and all contributors will be listed in the film's final credit. Wait, wait let's go back. Thousand dollars, your executive producer. <laughs> now, that, in essence, that's what an executive producer is. I mean, <laughs> an, an investor. Ah, oh, damn! Not a guy who who could contribute ideas. Yeah, right. I want to do that. Can yeah. I actually be an executive producer for a thousand? Hold on now. Can you they get... take my stupid ideas? Maybe they won't. And you could put the skeleton crew on there. Because oh, yeah. it says your name slash company's name will be <gasps> there. As on the Blu-ray DVD combo and a poster. What, a like kiss, in the credits? A kiss from David Long and a hug from Joe Stauffer. He might grab your a ass. A kiss from David Long. <laughs> he uh, might I... grab your ass. Yeah, <laughs> he'll grab my ass. Well, how about if they play the skeleton crew while they're driving around in a car? Uh, well, let's call Joe. Let's see what he says. They might be interested. Or maybe Banana Laser, just to have it somewhere would be cool. On the side yeah, of like truck. a banana as a murder weapon or something? <laughs> how about that little cardboard cutout that Matt brings with him on vacation? <laughs> yeah. They just have that on like the dashboard of the that car? That would be awesome. Bad guy, right? <laughs> um, so Let's call him. Let's talk about this movie, though. Um, That's it, it, dying to talk about the actual movie. Well, why not? I mean, because I don't know how you guys feel, but I really enjoyed it. But I did not like it the first time I watched it. It's one of those movies where I just didn't get it the first time, I guess. Wow. And the second time, it, it sunk in, and I was actually able to appreciate uh, the, the story that it was. The first time I saw it, I didn't like the main character who I'm calling the killer, David Long. Um, I I thought he was too goofy. I'm like, this is too silly. I I don't understand. And I didn't understand the characters themselves and their motivations. Like him and he meets a chick and they become intertwined and he's doing all these killings and stuff for her. And I just didn't understand it all. I thought it looked good and I thought the... The brutality of the kills and stuff like that was great. I really enjoyed that. But I thought he was too silly. But then, the second time I watched it, I understood I understood that that's where the, the, the terror is in it. It's like he's so... He's such a personality that's yeah. unlike any kind of real killer who would be this insane. That that's what makes him extremely frightening. Well, he's so, so distanced from it. Like, yeah. a, a killer would seem to be more of a brooding type character, but he's so just no, whatever. He's a, yeah, he's an outgoing personality. He's like, you know, he's having fun with everything and not in like, 
not in an over-the-top way, it's just an outgoing personality. That's mm. what it is. And, and it's hard to sum up this movie because it's like a boy, a girl meets boy kind of movie, but only <laughs> the the feelings are only once the movie's over. It's like the the feelings are only reciprocated one direction, obviously, because <laughs> who's going to fall in love with a killer, you know? So right. it, it's 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 weird. It's a unique movie. Yeah, and uh, it, this is my kind of killer. I immediately was into it because of, of the charisma of the killer. I love these type of villains in movies. Mm-hmm. There's not that many movies that... that, that yeah, I was going to say, there's not that many. I don't know how you could be into it. Uh, <laughs> like, well, there like isn't what that else many. are you into that's sort of like this? <laughs> well, you know, uh, like American Psycho, like um, fucking okay. Uh, okay, Natural yeah. Born Killers. Just certain movies when there's a killer... And they say funny things for their own amusement, but it's not over right. the top like a, a Freddy killer who's okay with what they're doing. Right, right, right. It's just, it's just my type of humor. It's like, not even humor for everybody. It's not like over the top. It's not. You can't really call it comedy horror. I mean, I wouldn't at all. But to me, right. it, it is. It's it's the perfect blend where where his character is funny to me, and I, I laugh at the things he says. It's like I'm laughing along with him. Even though I know he's a psycho, what he's doing, I'm like, ah, that's fucking great, you know? It's just, right. and I like his ideas that he's making this movie, he's filming himself murdering these people, and he considers it talent and art, and that's what he does, and, and he touches upon it in different ways. He he wants to make this, you know, this production and show it eventually, I guess, is, is what he's playing to do, but... I think it's, it's all for the girl, though. I don't think he wants to show it to anyone. I think once this chick uh, saves him you know, quote unquote, in the alley from getting beat up, then he's immediately connected to her and everything he does from that point is for this girl. Well, She's a wannabe actress. He's a, a goof around filmmaker who happens to kill people. So right. they kind of, you know, get intertwined in that, in that way. Well, what about, okay. So I'm, I lost the lineage. Did he kill that? kid who, who went to his place just to make a movie or something before or after he met the girl that was after he met the girl which is the only problem I have sort of with this movie is that every person he kills after that is tied in is tied in and also a real fucking douchebag besides this kid so that's my question like well, why did he kill this kid no no, no no Hold on. The beginning opening scene, that's how the movie begins. There's already someone being killed, so we've done it before. Now. Yes. Well, the. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. You're talking about the opening with someone screaming, crawling on the ground, right? Yes. That's a character. That's like a flash forward. forward Is that's it? A char- okay. That's a character later in the movie, yeah. Okay. Now, how, 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 okay. Oh, Even right. Yeah. Off on that. The yeah. very next day after he meets this girl. This guy comes to his place, and he had previously advertised for him. So I'm guessing he reached out on Craigslist or somewhere, or because the, the guy doesn't even know who he is. So he oh, arrives at his place. I got you. So the wheels were already in motion. I got and, you. Okay. And check it out. Remember the first guy that he does kill, he sees a dead body in that room. Right. Remember? Oh, he already he's been doing it. So right? he's doing this. So thing. He's yeah. been then doing he gets this. a direction once he meets the chick. Uh, I think, okay. I think mm-hmm. the girl became his ultimate thing for his canvas it was like okay maybe he wasn't thinking about a final girl or a dedication he was just doing it for his own thing he knew to him it was artistic regardless but i think after he met her that just 
kicked, you know, kicked it into high gear. And he's like, oh, I want this girl to actually be in the movie. And I'm not even going to kill her. <laughs> you know, he wanted her to be part of his artistic representation of what he was doing. You know, and, and the first guy he kills, he even says, he goes, you, you know, you're part of something bigger than both of us or something, he tells him. You know, and he's right off the bat, he's doing that. So I think he was already planning this and he had been doing it prior to this. And that just, it just escalated when he met the girl. Hmm. which I think makes it pretty cool that he was already doing it. Yeah. And I think the the acting for a low-budget movie, I mean, obviously the main character, David Long, brings it, you know. But even the the other characters, I thought the acting was really well, especially the the lead girl. Yeah, sure. That was all good. Her mom, uh, Mm -hmm. all the douchebags, all the acting was great. The gore was, in most of the scenes, I thought phenomenal and kind of intense the way it was filmed um like just that just the shot of him laying there with the dude as he's dying next to the highway is like fantastic you know seeming to me it's just it's just kind of a beautiful kind of thing uh so i thought this movie was really well made and looks great you also got the crazy bathed in blood kind of dream sequence that kind of yeah peeks behind uh and into this guy's psyche and so that was that's just like a a really nice piece of filmmaking that you don't necessarily get in these kind of movies and so this movie has got a lot more to it a lot more layers to it than you know a silent eye deadly night or something like that so Yeah, it's a little more artsy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it really pushes that angle because the killer is, in his mind, an artist, and so that's what this movie is trying to do itself is bring a real artistic uh, energy into this format, which is always appreciated, you know, between guys like us. I think. Do you guys really like this movie as much as I do, or am I oh, yeah. sucking it up too much? I do. Oh. I Alex, what do you think? I, I really like it. Yeah, I was I was hooked from the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah, wow. uh, I, I'm the only one that it. took two views to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was way into it. Liked it from beginning to end. It to me, it was one of those things where you felt like this is the shit that we should be focusing on. This type of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that's how I felt like throughout it, and and like uh, this 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 deserves attention. And when we do, you know, Skeleton Crew doesn't plan on really doing a top 10 of 2014 or anything like that. But on this show, I'm, you know, I'm sure, it, you know, Matt and Dave talked about it already. So <clears throat> this will this will definitely make my top three. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, this is what I'm this is what I'm into. So, you know, that's my endorsement. If uh, all my other opinions uh, resonate with you. So mm-hmm. this, that's what I'm into. I'm quite into it, too. It's definitely in my top 10. Exactly. Uh it's a weird year. Uh, there's a lot of movies I have in my top ten, but I don't know. But we'll get to that if we do. But it's like yeah, the uh, year is not 2013. 2013 seemed more easy for me to plod through and 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 rank. This is like a weird year for horror. I, it's a great year to me. There's so many that. But here's the difference. There's not. Wow. There's not a one or a, a number one or a number two that I put ahead of everything else. There's like 15 movies that I think are all great. And there's I'm no tent poles then. No, there's not, but but there, but it's a better year overall. Like last year, better was, than last year by far. Hmm. By far. Really? Like oh wow! I, I haven't watched, heard the wave of great movies. 
Wow, I'll tell you what. I've watched so many this year, and it's fucking a banner year. It's it's the best year in years. What? I'm watching wow. at least one a okay. month that, that I think is great. Huh. Yeah. yeah, but and you I also think... You think Hackle Lantern is great? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Whatever the fuck it was, trick or treat. Not trees. in that way. No, no. <laughs> no, I mean quality. Every movie though is like a four four star movie. Like, but there's a bunch of them. There's like twenty to twenty five. There's a lot of them this year. Yeah. So you the got book- uh, Faces of Evil or whatever. What was that one? Uh, uh, Dream Death Dream. <laughs> Death Dream. Yeah, that dog. Sure. Oh shit! Oh, but I'm telling you. I haven't missed anything in 2014. There's like maybe three or four I have to view. I haven't missed anything that's been released. I've been on top of it every fucking step of the way, and it's a great year. And this goes right along with it. This is definitely in my top ten, and uh, I I love the killer. I mean, I really do. I like the story. I liked what they were doing. It's like even with the the intro with with the credits and stuff, how they had them rolling and how they were on the front door when they closed the door. It's they tried different things. The, the main character, David Long, we've talked about his personality and how, you know, it, this is the kind of guy that we want to see in these movies and stuff. This, he had to be behind the scenes. On the, he, he was probably part of the drive to get this movie to be made, right? Do you guys know anything about that? Was he like a writer or anything? Or I believe he uh, is a producer, if I'm oh, not okay. mistaken. There you go. Because it, it would seem odd that... You would have this movie and then try to find this guy because it seems like he is this guy, which is, I think, why his character is named his real name. I, oh, or he wrote it. He's the writer. Pardon oh, me. okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah, I thought he was a method actor. Yeah, like, is he actually doing this stuff? <laughs> don't go to a casting call for David Long because you might not live. <laughs> no man. But a lot of it is the director in him, you know. Mm. The, the cinematography is the director. And um different things I'm looking at here on the IMDb, you know. So, they're involved. It's a, it's they're involved a lot of the, the two of them, the director and, and the actor. So, hmm. they did a lot. You know what I thought was cool, but I don't know why they didn't they didn't do it enough. And this is it's not a beef. I'm just asking you guys. There was a couple things I really liked about the movie. He had one thing and somebody was called the leech. And somebody was called the fox. It looked like there was they were going somewhere with it, you know, like a trend with, you know, he, he did like a little black and white RT film, and they said this is the leech. You suck off the lights of. He was talking about the producer before he killed him, and they said this is the fox, and, and you try to pretend to be something you're not in this, and and it was that 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 asshole actor, you know. So the, they only oh, did yeah. it in yeah they only did it for those two people. You would have thought that that he would have done it for everybody, you know. Or maybe that's what's going to happen in the sequel. But I like that, that he was targeting certain things and he was making the movie out of it and, and labeling them, the leech, mm-hmm. the fox, and what have you. I just don't know why he didn't. He only did it for two of the, two of the victims. But I like where they were going with that, you know, because he's that's... making a movie. I'll say this. In closing, I like the way they ended it because it was not typical. Usually in that situation, the guy will get real angry because of what's not being reciprocated. And it will end a different way. And in this, it was genuine, and it ends differently. You know what I'm saying? I really like that that happened, and I'll say that. Very unique ending, but be advised that the credits start, and then there's more film. Because that's kind of a, you know, it ends one way, and then it's like, uh, you know, you're kind of left wanting. But then it continues, so it's like, okay. Um, Yeah. I don't remember if I stuck around for that. 
Oh, really? You gotta see I can't that remember, part. no. Fuck, you gotta see that part of the movie. I watched it when Jason first uh, promoted, you know, the whole idea that it's uh, streaming for free on these people's website. So I don't, I don't necessarily remember if I stuck around past, like, when it sort of ended. I guess it's still there, though, so... Yeah, go, go back. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely should. Maybe you'll win one of the three we're giving away, which we have to talk about the giveaway. Oh, yeah. How, how do people do that, Dave? Here's what we're doing. <laughs> don't sound too fake, Matt. <laughs> Here's how people do that. <laughs> go to iTunes and leave us a review. That's it. And when you're done leaving us a review, let us fucking know. That's right. A, a written review? A written review on iTunes. A one-star written review? No. You guys are great. Give me the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I don't give a fuck. Go write us a review on iTunes, and then anyone that does that between now and the next show, we'll, we'll draw their name out. They get the movie sent to them. Nice and easy. So you got six months, guys. No, I think what we're all saying is that Pieces of Talent is one of the highest recommends of this year, so definitely peel it back, guys. Yep. And check out the website, PiecesOfTalent.com, on how you can promote, be a part of, be an executive producer for the sequel. Uh, show this guy Joe Stoffer and David Long, the weirdo that he is, some, some support. So. Guys, that wraps up the Banana Laser Holiday Special. Hope you got your hose. And I hope you get your dick in a box this year, or whatever you might desire. Uh, We had a lot of fun. We'll be back next year to discuss our favorite films from 2014. Pieces of Talent won't be on there because it sucks. It was all facade because Joe (laughs) paid us money. Kidding. No, but uh, thank you guys for listening. And thank you to my co-hosts, Alex and Dave. And... uh, you know, guys, it's been a great year. And I just love you guys so much. I can't talk anymore. Thank you for saying what needed to be said. <laughs> That's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> good night, lasers. Love and you guys. Good luck. And twas the boogeyman. Twas the night before Christmas. Was the boogeyman? Yes. Santa works all day in his workshop, making a lot of games and toys. Then one day he hops in his sleigh to bring them to the girls and boys. Santa's just as nice as he could be. There's just one fucking thing that worries me. If it doesn't snow on Christmas. How's fat ass gonna use that sleigh? In case of rain, would there be a train that'll speed him on his way? If it doesn't snow this Christmas, how's fat ass get around to us? Say he breaks down on his way to town, would they let him use a bus? I sent him a nice long letter, and I hope it's not in vain. I really would feel much better If the fat fuck flew a plane Now they say he got a reindeer For the sleigh he's driving here But how the fuck's he go If it doesn't snow on Christmas this year?
Take it, boys. Ah, that's so pretty. Wonderful, ah, fucking wonderful. I sent them a nice long letter, and I hope it's not in vain. I really would feel much better if the fat fuck flew a plane. Now they say he got a reindeer for the sleigh he's driving here. But how the fuck's he go if it doesn't snow on Christmas this year? All right, I got a treat for you. Listen to these kids. Are they great? Beautiful, beautiful. These kids greater what? Ah, they're wonderful ones. Watch your mouth, your mothers might be listening now. That's very sweet. Terrific, kids, terrific. You're just great. Everybody come over here. You did a great job, and I got candy for everybody. All right, all right. Which one of you little pricks stole all the fucking candy canes? Ah, nice, nice kids. Where'd you get them? From a fucking jail? Fucking reform school brats. Get the fuck out of here, all of you. Sure, I will. I saw you. Don't I can. I didn't do nothing. Yes, you Shut did. Up. And who's talking? Shut up. 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 Shut up.